Welcome to Scum, Beer and Villain, the podcast about beer, geekery and everything in between. I'm your host, Marcel Harper, and I've been brewing beer for more than a decade now, and I'm the creator of the Beginner Brewer blog. I'm joined as ever by my co-host and fellow nerd, Matt Bezeling. Matt insists that his behavioral inhibitors are functioning properly, but does prefer the term artificial person. Hi, I'm Matt. So far, the humans do not suspect my behavior is <laughs> alternative in any way. Do the knife thing again, Matt. Do the knife thing. <laughs> how are you doing, Matt? I'm fine. How are you, Marcel? I am excellent. I am so happy to be back in the studio. Yeah, it's good. It's episode 11. We're still around. Fucking 11 episodes. How did, we, how did this happen? We've basically fooled most of the people most of the time. Yeah, yeah. This is the um, triumph of hope over experience. <laughs> exactly. And uh, I think it's also just that we ignore the fact that we uh, don't get sponsors or any new subscribers. Yeah. We just keep on yeah. trucking. Yeah, we're willfully ignorant of yeah. how disliked we are. We're, we're sort of like the last guy in the nuclear bunker with his, <laughs> his, his ham radio yeah. just broadcasting into oblivion. Yeah, he, the, the Japanese guy on the island who's still fighting <laughs> World War II in the late 70s. Yeah, they're still listening. Sure yeah. they are. It's like, no, I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, for sure. Um, what do we have this week? So, Marcel? on episode 11, we have two things, Matt. As the uh, music which the listeners have uh, listened to just now may indicate for the uh, astute, Yeah, we're discussing the movie Aliens. One of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, well, it's a classic. It's, it's a, classic. a classic. Regardless so, of how you feel about Aliens, it's a classic. Yeah. It's a classic. I mean, it's it's got so many layers and levels and cool stuff in it that uh, yeah, I thought it would be useful to dedicate an entire show to it. The other thing we're doing is it's been two years since we've done an IPA off, and I think it's been way too long. And as everyone knows, we are huge IPA fans. We are a lover of the hops. Yeah. And yeah. so today we're going to do a bit of a pairing off and a ranking of most of the IPAs I could find on the shelf in the local liquor stores. Yeah. It's not a exhaustive list, so before no. you write in with complaints, please make note that we are in Johannesburg. It's not as easy to find some of these beers um, yeah. as it might be in other cities. But I mean, I think that availability is part of the, I don't want to say contest, but it's part of the rating. You know, the fact that mm. the things that we're looking at are easily available is yeah. half the... No, exactly. Half the question, you know? And <clears throat> it's it's not going to follow BJCP purity guidelines in any stretch of the imagination, but we are going to try and sort of keep sub-styles of IPAs together. But the ultimate aim is to just rank them from top to bottom, mm. breaking all sorts of, you know, yeah. rules yeah, about... Yeah, fuck the rules. ...about ranking rules and beer judging. And as the listeners know, I mean, we, we're not here to do BJCP. BJ's, yeah, we are here to do BJs, though. <laughs> Hell yeah. Sorry, I'm Mom. Totally there for that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. We're, not, we're not here to do uh, BJCP kind of judging uh, guidelines, nor are we here to teach you how to do that. I mean, that, that might be a topic of a different show, another episode. But uh, it's really more kind of our own completely subjective, but highly educated, I may add. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure this caveat could exist between, like, in front of every podcast that we do. Yeah, it's pretty like, much. What we're saying here is is, is educated, but, but highly, but complete, yeah, completely not scientific. Yeah. And we, so we're just going to try and rate them on our highly unscientific ten point scale. Yeah. Um, and try and get to a point where we can say, well, if you're a hophead, you're on the top three yeah. IPAs right now in the show. But I think we'll revisit the IPAs every now and again in our shows to come because I think there are so many coming out. Uh, from so many different brewers mm. um, that uh, you know you could you could probably just do a show on IPA and not not have uh, run out of beers. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you could probably do three shows on IPAs without running out of 
yeah. beers. Good um, news, though, is this is not a just a local beer show. Um, oh, yes. We, we've got some international flavor. We've got some international flavor. And uh, it's also just in, you know, I, I looked at the stats of the, the podcast not so long ago, and we do have quite a few international listeners. Really? Yeah. So shout I, out. They look so surprised, man. No, no, no. I, 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 assume, <laughs> I assume our Google algorithm is, is being caught up with, like, hot nude bear porn. And well, you know, that too. You know, it does help to boost the subscriptions. Yes. I but, assume uh, there's some keyword stuffing happening on the beginning of Brewer blog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stuffing is the <laughs> appropriate sort of word, man. Is happening there. <laughs> oh fuck, I love Sundays. Yeah. So shout out to our listeners yes. in England, in oh, fucking England. Um, Germany, in what? the States. Quite a few in the States. Really? There's a couple in Australia. Um, there's at least one listener in India, which is interesting. Uh, but they do have a kind of a burgeoning craft beer scene over there. Uh, yeah. Look, uh, all of that is completely fascinating, but I assume that every single one of you are perverts. Uh, it's Pretty a, much uh, probably yeah. spreading themselves with peanut butter right now <laughs> and while listening to our uh, husky voice. Yeah. Oh, God, it's Marcel's voice again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, find that cockerel. <laughs> I don't even know what that is, <laughs> me, man. Me neither, but that's not important. <laughs> Right, do we have a do we have an intro beer? We today? do have an intro beer. I it's intro beer time, man. It's uh, uh, <clears throat> sorry, I've been ill. Intro beer, intro beer. That's lovely. That's lovely. I, don't I mean, th- th- I, look, I got to tell you, I don't think that was my best. No, but that was like Michael Stipe quality. Oh yeah, no, no, early, there was emotion. Early Stipe, yeah, yeah, yeah. early Stipe, eighties. Georgian mm, style, very much so. not in the German Georgian, but I mean, I immediately wanted to go and shave my head, you know, and you know, go yes. date really weird yes. people. Yeah. So this is our intro beer. Our intro beer is from the Afro Caribbean Brewing Company in the Cape. I've um, seen a lot of their stuff on the yeah, shelves lately. They're, they're becoming a little bit more active. Yeah. Um, this is a canned beer as well. They they're canning their stuff now, so they're from the Kenilworth uh, in Cape Town. I think I've only seen their stuff in cans now that I think about it. Do You're right. I, th- I think they only can, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and they sell it out of the uh, of that pub there down in Kenilworth, Banana Jam. So they sell most of their beers out of there, but now they are distributing as well, which is pretty cool. And our intra-beer is the British Virgin Island Ale. I, well, that, I don't know if it's just me mm. or if everyone gets these kind of evocative imagery, images of when people refer to like the British Virgin Islands no. and like Alpine Lakes and... You know, like everything mm. just—it feels like it comes straight out of like an '80s travel ad. It does. I remember at school, a bunch of us used to, do, you know, have the the sort of joke around, "We want to go to the Virgin Islands, but when we leave, we're going to be called the Islands." <laughs> Real I'm locker room not, humor I'm, there. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I've never heard that joke, but mm. I'm, uh, which surprises me because it is surprising. Yeah. So this is uh, a bitter. They say on the on the can here, an English bitter with a solid malt backbone. Fuggles and EKG give the beer its true English heritage. Have I, uh, what are Fuggles and EKG? So those are two hops. They are uh, no- noble okay. hops, British hops. Usually. Okay, great. I kind of and they sound like they come out of Tolkien. You know, Fuggles and Fuggles and EKG. Well, EKG is East Kent Goldings. Okay, your EKG sounds like an electronic band mm. from Surrey. Yeah, so it's a bitter style. And oddly enough, I mean, our last show, we were yeah. reviewing Brixton, uh, New Brixton Breweries Bitter, and this is another example of this. I'm not sure mm. whether it's, it's would, it, would it be better than, than New Brixton, or do you think New Brixton still has a few, a few, a few things on this one? Um, I, I, I kind of expected a bit more flavor out of this. I are, we, are we drinking it too cold? I know that yeah. a lot of the kind of... No, I don't think so. I don't think it's it's that cold. No, I mean I I think it's a very light. It is very example light, yeah. of the bitter. It's 
Yeah, it's mostly pale malts here. We we probably have a bit of caramel malt and maybe some Munich or Vienna to add that that sort of biscuity bready note. Uh, but it's it's a, it's you know you can see from the color it's a quite a pale you know sort of pale golden slightly medium straw color. Mm. I mean, it's got a very nice aroma. I do like the aroma. You can definitely pick up the yeah. the uh, EKG, the East Kent Goldings, um, and Fuggles. They they both have very distinctive aromatics. You know, it's difficult to put your finger on it. They're, yeah. they're pretty unique, but it's herbaceous almost. There's almost like a honey-ish. Mm. There is some honey uh, qualities here. Mm. Uh, look, I've I, I got to tell you, I, I, it just feels empty. Yeah, I mean, I d- it doesn't have enough body, really, for me. No. It's a little bit light in the mouthfeel. Look, I mean, I, I suppose I could have about 10 of these. Oh, yeah, easy. I mean, this is a good breakfast beer. What um, What's the alcohol percentage on this? I'm not too sure. Mm. Uh, it can't be too high, though. Four, I mean, it's four and a half. Four and a half, so it's pretty decent. But uh, it's it, I quite like this for a breakfast beer. It's a nice intro. It's not offensive. Um, I, I agree with you 100%. I think out of all the things that we've possibly referred to as breakfast beers, mm. this really would work like mm. i could i could literally have this for breakfast it's not over carbonated which is, is appropriate for the style um so it's not going to give you that sort of gassiness and uh i, I would expect very goes well with any kind of food mm. it'll go well with breakfast food actually i, I could yeah. have this with a nice omelet or something yeah yeah absolutely um so a sun city buffet that's what i can, I can smash yeah no, that would be nice uh, I, look, I, I, yeah, it doesn't feel like there's enough there mm. for me to really critique its flavor. It, it, it is so light and so, it's very open. It's mm. you know, yeah. Look, I mean, I think it it, it used close to the to some of the styles of English bitters, which are very pale, very light, almost like going more into blonde ale territory. Mm. Um, but I mean, I I don't mind it. You know, I, I could, like you said, you can have a few of these. Yeah, very well, easy. It, it, look, I mean, I don't I don't think it's a an ugly beer. It's not making me feel uncomfortable. Um, it's not making you feel like you want but, to go but, murder but things. It's, but it's hard to kind of critique a beer mm. when there's not a lot of beer there. Yeah. yeah. quite right. I mean, I like the label as well. I mean, it's not a full... Oil. I like um, all their branding. I've seen a lot yeah, of their cans on the... It's fun. I mean, I, there's a sort of a yeah. lightheartedness to the to the branding, which I yeah. kind of like. Yeah. Dig it. And the, the, the label, at least, is kind of... It's a little bit different in terms of the texture. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I I always look forward to seeing what they come up with. You know, they never do just the ordinary stuff. They, yeah. they always kind of either do styles like the bitter, which we don't see a lot of, yeah. or they add interesting things to their beer. Um, I recently had that uh, pine, scream pine yes. IPA over there. Yeah, yeah, I've uh, seen that on the, yeah, on the so shelf. There's coconut and pineapple in it. So no, I, I always look forward to seeing what they come up with. Man. Okay. Well, look, I, I so much, to be entirely honest, it's, I, I'd mm. rather people were being exciting and making different types of beer than, yeah. than the same old same old no exactly we, we we do want to try and keep things fresh you know and i think that's one of the ways to do it yeah so all right intro cool. beer done intro beer and i mean i've got to tell you that was a like spot on intro beer yeah like to prepare our palate for mm. for the ipa the onslaught of the, the onslaught of the bitter then yeah. i think that was actually a, a like a fantastic choice yeah. now this is almost a palate cleansing beer so yeah so let's yeah. uh Without further ado, yes, we should probably get into that first IPA. Gently moisturizing my nuts before I <laughs> dip them in hops. <laughs> <I don't, laughs> 
Of course. Of course, because that's what <laughs> I, you do. I, you... I literally cannot add anything to what you just said. To... <laughs> you're not, you're not, you don't have to. Uh, yeah, it's, it stands alone it, on, a, on its own merit. It's just not necessary. Just leave it alone. <laughs> So, um, so and aliens. When when did you first watch Alien? Did you see it in the cinema? I didn't see it in the cinema. No, mm. I, that that was kind of before my because it was it was kind 80s. of very late eighties. Hey, yeah, eighty six. I think came out. Um, yeah, cause I suppose not too late. No, um, no. So I wouldn't have been allowed into the cinema to watch yeah. to watch Aliens. No, um, nor would I. I think the first time I actually saw it would have been on a uh, on a Betamax in the kind of mm. early nineties. Yeah. Um, the the I actually quite vividly remember the reason why I watched it, mm. which was that um, you know kind of when I was like nine or ten, yeah. a lot of the the talk around the playground gym was mm. um, of one or two of the kids who'd snuck in and saw the the first alien. Oh, right, and you know there were there was hushed tones of how you know disturbing and mm. like there were this it's there was this gnarly. face hugger and oh my god you know it's going to twist your your infantile brain yeah yeah and um and i think i was either at my brother's or sister's house or something like that and um and they had aliens and mm. to, to, to me that seemed like the same movie yeah um so i think that's probably the first time i watched it mm. um it's probably best that it happened that way and i didn't watch alien first and then aliens because mm. um they are they, they don't really even belong in the same mm. you know chron chron chronology yeah, I mean they they are related. I mean in the, in ways which all the other movies subsequent to these two weren't. Well, in what define related? Well, I mean there is an actual narrative structure which they share in the sense that you know Ripley is is the same person. She uh, the previous movies events are mentioned in this movie. Oh, no, 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 don't get me wrong. You know like, I mean? I'm I'm aware that they they share a narrative, mm, but that mm. narrative could have been like. You know, some dude in the future looks at nudie pictures of <laughs> Ellen Ripley. You know, it, it, it makes no real difference no, to the storyline. Yeah. They, they just go back and see more aliens. Yeah, although I must say... Except I'm, this I'm, time they have guns. They do. And I, I like that conceit more than anything. Because I'm like you. I, I saw Aliens before I saw the, the original movie. Um, I think many people are age yeah. probably have that same yeah. progression. And uh, I mean, Alien is a straight up horror movie. It's, yeah. it's, they are powerless to defend themselves really against the monster. Yeah. The monster is super scary. Yeah. And it's Texas Chainsaw in space. Yeah. And there's the, the scary android guy who flips out yeah, and starts murdering people. Turncoat bastard. Yeah. Um, where aliens are sort of now, they kind of, they know what they're up against, but they also don't know mm. because the, the, well, uh, Ellen knows. Ellen knows. The Ellen colonial... knows, and she's like desperate for them to understand. Exactly. You, you know, you guys They're don't like, know. No, what fuck you're... it. We're going to go and mine this shit. We're okay. going to breed these fuckers. God damn it. That's not all. Because if one of those things gets down here, then that will be all. Then all this, this bullshit that you think is so important, you can just kiss all that goodbye. Exactly. And, and the, the, the colonial marines are these sort of macho mm. knuckleheads who, who think they've seen it all before. And yeah. it's probably just like, it's probably just an error. They're going to go and, you know, what, yeah. what does one guy say? Yeah, Li liberate some colonist daughters <laughs> from their virginity. That's you know, right. Sort yeah. of thing. Um, and I, but I love that, that conceit of you as the viewer know also that something's up. Yeah. And, and you, you kind of almost know how fucked they are bef yeah. before they know. This how is not going to end are. well. Yeah. 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 I, I, you know, I, I, I've often kind of created this, you know, fantasy in my head that mm. like, uh, you know, James Cameron hot, hot off the success of Terminator 1 or mm. whatever it was, um, you know, in between dreaming of, you know, mucking around in submarines, mm. you know, obviously went into the cinema at some point in the early 80s and, you know, saw Alien and yeah. was like, 
this motherfucker would be much better with guns. <laughs> you know, let's let's do this. Yeah. Let's do this film. Yeah. But let's give them fucking grenades mm. and like automated death turrets and exactly. Let's do that. I mean, it's it's such a fine example of what what they did in the eighties when it came to sci-fi. There was yeah. There was just enough good special effects to make it believable. Yeah, yeah. And you had some excellent actors like Bill Paxton and, yeah. you know, Michael Bean and all the other guys and Sigourney Weaver who just, you know, acted the shit out of those roles. Yeah. There wasn't the green screen effect where actors no. were sort of like left hanging. Yeah. Um, so they were in real sets. It looked real. Yeah. But I mean, that, that, I was going to say that the kind of special effects that they had, I mean, back then it, it were very practical mm. and it lent itself to believable special effects because exactly. it's all claustrophobic it's all yeah. air ducts and mm. and vents and corridors yeah. well i mean the whole forever. thing was shot in this abandoned factory in england somewhere yeah and apparently there was like a, asbestos <laughs> stuff everywhere and some people kind of got ill yeah um and yeah there was actually dangerous conditions to shoot the movie in you know and well, that, i mean there were real actors in these, these yeah, alien suits yeah, sure. they're not cgi aliens no those are those are real dudes crawling along the yeah, ceilings man. and floors I mean, and shit I, I must it that's what i question like of our modern way of making movies you know like there must be an effect mm. i mean i don't care how good an actor you are there's got to be an effect of reacting to a green screen to a guy with little dots on him yeah Versus being in an actual set, which looks and feels like the real place. Yeah, sure. With a, a monster coming out of a wall. I, I, I just, I don't buy that that's not going to make a difference. Yeah. Yeah, I, look, I mean, the, until we get rid of the kind of uncanny valley. Mm. Um, I mean, even, uh, the, which it was the, the latest Predator. Yeah, I haven't, um, I haven't seen that yet. I don't think I want to actually. Uh, yeah, it's not not a, not exactly carrying the soul. There's, in, in there's another movie we should discuss in the, detail. the original Predator. Yeah, yeah. Even Predator Two, which was the first full full frontal nudity I ever saw in my entire life, and that, will, I, will never forget. I suddenly now remember that scene, and now I'm taken <laughs> back to those halcyon days, halcyon days, early adolescence. Yes, that was a great scene. Let's, uh, in fact, let's just stop the podcast and get that movie. Out. Yeah, yeah. Let's stop talking about aliens. <laughs> Fuck that. Why don't um, Why don't we move on to our first yes. beer okay cool and we can uh, we can come back to talking about james cameron's descent into madness yes here's our first pairing for today we're uh, so i think the listeners will kind of cotton on but how are we going to do this but it's a bit like a certain tv show you like yeah maybe. it's well well it's not exactly like it but i suppose mm. the 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 series long comparison of p- performance results mm. is, is very much like the star in a reasonably Priced nice car, car from yeah. uh, Top, Top Gear. Gear. Yeah. So every time we drink a beer, mm. it'll go on the the giant list of great beers. Uh, yeah. And in this particular case, we're talking about IPA, so it'll IPA. be an IPA list, yeah. um, which so is we'll currently run, blank. It's currently blank. We'll run the show as a mini version of that, but yeah. as we revisit it, we're going to construct this wall. Correct. And I'll probably put up a new page on the uh, Beginner Brewer blog for that wall. Yes, yes, because cause numbers don't lie. They don't lie. And, and lists matter. And, and then eventually when we have the definitive list, when, I think maybe when we reach like 100, yeah. we'll yeah, print yeah. it in nice glossy poster paper. And that'll be the definitive list across all time of the greatest beers in the world yes. ever. You will, you will be in the layer bikini curled around the edges of the, yeah. you know, the poster yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. thing in a nice graphic. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I, I'd actually be disappointed if that doesn't happen. I will play the role of the hut. I, th- I think it's important for, for our <laughs> listeners to realize that, you know, in a very Nick Hornby-esque way, mm. it's not about, uh, you know, it's not about uh, how you like something. It's yes. about what you like. True. I have no idea why you said Nick Hornby, though. 
Is that a song? Uh, no, it's um, from uh, uh, oh, High Fidelity. All oh, right. I always get confused with Nick Ornby and the other guy who did the song uh, Just the Way It Is. <laughs> Bruce Ornby. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't know obscure music da-da-dun, reference. Da-da-dun, da-da-dun. Yeah, it's just the way it is. Okay, so right. our first our first pairing, and we're trying to kind of keep them together in some way that they can be compared, but we're just going to cut across everything, break rules, yeah, upset. Yeah, fuck the bullshit. We're really going to upset some BJCP peers today. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. I mean, we we love you. Um, so, yeah, first uh, pairing. So we're doing a South African IPA off uh, initially. Yep. And the first one I poured was the Thunderbird by Darling Brewery. Yep. Or Darling Brew, as they're called. And the next one up against uh, the Thunderbird is the Skeleton Coast IPA from Jack Black. Mm, mm. Two very uh, popular, widespread exactly. IPAs. You can pretty much find either of these yeah. at pretty much any bottle store. Anywhere now. in the country, probably. Yeah. Um, you know, probably even small towns. Yeah. It's like a yeah. small well, town girl. Well, I th- <laughs> which sounds like a song by Pet Shop Boys. Yeah, well, um, yeah, I think, you know, Jack Black and Darling. Uh, when you talk about market penetration mm. in this country, um, are like they're pretty widely like spread, pretty yeah. much top five, and they're five. doing really well. Um, yeah, so understandably so. They, exactly. they they make good beer. So Thunderbird IPA, the first one. So yeah. uh, I actually haven't had this for a while. I haven't I mean, had either of these for a while. Yeah, we're going to invert our rating system a little bit today. So normally we would look at mm. before the pour. So we would first look at the labels and stuff. Today yeah. we're going to focus a little bit more on the taste and the color and the aroma. But if there are edge cases where you can't decide which one is better, then the labels and the branding will definitely make an appearance. Yeah, then we'll talk about brand. But we'll talk about it anyway. I mean, I like both these brands anyway, just just right off the bat. Yeah, no, I do as well. Um, I mean, Jack Black is obviously a little bit more more text heavy. The Darling, I think I don't know if it's a brand wide mm. thing or if it's just kind of these. New ones that are coming out where mm. they've got them associated with an animal, like uh, no, that's been the, from, the, the from the beginning. Yeah, from the beginning, pretty much they've been associated with animals. No, surely not from the beginning. From the very beginning. So their first beer was was just called Slow Beer, and that was a lager. Yeah, but did it have the actual pictures it, of it the animal? But but I think shortly, that's what I remember. No, but they did actually. So the the Slow Beer was the first and only one I know of which wasn't associated with an animal. And I don't think it then still they brought isn't. out. Then they brought out the native ale, which were associated, I think, with um, a tortoise. And it was a, there was a sort of more abstract picture of the tortoise. Yeah, yeah. But since then, they've actually changed their branding to be more sort of artistic renditions yeah. of animals. And, I mean, the lager, the lager is still the only one without that association, as far as I know. The original lager. The slow. That's the slow. The, I don't think that's got a picture That's on the it. only one yeah. which isn't. But everything else yeah. has. And it's, I kind of like it. No, I like it as well. And it's cohesive branding. And yeah. it works well. And it's got a conservation message because they usually feature endangered animals. Yeah. Um, and they also, by the way, as far as I know, the first, um, I wouldn't say only, but probably the first carbon neutral brewery in South Africa. Oh, really? They're completely carbon neutral. I now. did not know that. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. That's so, a, yeah, that is cool. Mm, very, very nice. And it says, inspired by the southern ground hornbill, viv- vividly handsome. I wouldn't say the hornbill is handsome. The bird. southern ground hornbill is actually a phenomenal bird. Yeah. Have, you, have you ever seen one? It's the one with the funny thing underneath its. Uh, but they're they're beak, enormous. Right? They're mm. enormous. They're like they're like waist height. Yeah. They're big, no, I didn't big know they were that big. with with giant red wattles. They're beautiful, wow. beautiful birds. That's um, pretty cool. Are you a bird? Highly into. Um, I have a strange affinity with really crazy looking birds. So mm. I, I really like hornbills um, because they are really fucked up looking. You heard it birds. here first, folks. Matt, <laughs> a hornbill fan. Yeah, yeah, I'm a hornbill fan. Okay, so aroma for the Thunderbird. What are you, what are you detecting? I, I think the aroma is delicious. Mm. Absolutely delicious. 
I mean, it promises a lot of pine, yeah. uh, pineapple, citrus, right? Tropical stuff going on here as well. Quite a complex aroma. Yeah, it is very complex. It's it's mouthwatering. I got to tell mm, you, very juicy, very very juicy, and uh, you know, sort of a, a, a slightly cloudy. I think there's some dry hopping going on here, probably. Um, you know, but that sort of light amber, not not amber really, more golden color. Oh, it's a fucking good beer. Mm. Yeah, definitely more picking up more of the grassy notes on taste. So freshly cut grass. Yeah, there's there's less citrus on the on the palate on the palate than mm. there is in the nose. Um, yeah. Finish is lovely and dry, which is one of my key yeah. uh, needs in a beer. Actually, very dry. It actually has a very very dry finish, mm. very bitter finish. Mm. Um, it's it's nice. It's it's refreshing. Mm. Yeah. Um. I. Yeah. I, I think the only. It's five point nine ABV. So sure. You, so some of that it's alcohol. Quite power. That might that dryness. might be that that dryness that mm. you're, you're so There's some of the alcohol coming through there, but not not warm alcohol, just sort of a dry finish. It's a lo- it's a lovely little IPA. Yeah. Um. There's good malt balance here as well. It's, there's some malt backbone here. Mm. Yeah, there is. I, I suppose my only real criticism is that uh, that I would expect just a bit more complexity to the to the flavour. Yeah. That's that's really the only mm. thing that I that. Other than that, I mean, look how beautiful that head is. No, it's I mean, a, such a lovely beer to look at. Yeah, lovely. And lacing and, and just everything here is, is very well constructed. Mm. Um, but you're right. I mean, maybe some more malt complexity with some more hop complexity. Some more hop complexity. Because, you know, you're just going to... And not to say that it's unpleasant, but it, there is a bit of a flatness to mm. the bitterness. It's mm. just the it's just very one dimensional. No, exactly. Um, whereas you know some of the other RPAs we'll taste today, you know mm. that that changes as it goes through, you know over your yeah. tongue and as it reaches the finish, you get very different types of layers. That. Yeah, you're right. That's actually a very good observation. I didn't think of it before, but now that you mention it, I mean the darling one is it's almost like a it's a, it's like the utility batsman in cricket. <laughs> it's, a, it's it's a yeah. very good example of IPA. Yeah, it, no, it is absolutely. Uh, but it doesn't have many complexities to it, really. Mm. But it does the job of an IPA, and it sure as hell ain't a phobia. No, not at all. And and look, trademark I mean, Matt Bezling. Tra- yeah, jeez, I, I really need to get to the patent office. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Again, I mean, it doesn't. It, it's in no way a bad beer. It's it's lovely. It's delicious. Mm. I really really enjoy it. Um, and if I wasn't sitting around, you know, really analyzing the, the characteristics of an IPA, then this would really be 100% mm. fine. And it, it builds up with bitterness. So there is that bitterness build up, which you expect from an IPA. Mm. It's not a, uh, well, I don't know. I mean, it, it's not in the style of a session IPA, which is meant to be a little bit less bitter. Mm. Um, so it does that as well very, very admirably. And um, look, I, I'm an unashamed fan of Darling's beer. Yeah. I think they very seldom do wrong. Mm-mm. And I love the fact that they bring out so many different kinds of beers. That they're one of the few craft breweries in South Africa, which I think have really gone into that idea, which you see overseas a lot, where you do a lots of different beers. You yeah. don't just go like, "Here's my three beers." You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The where um, this is a, you know, it's an organisation or it's a, a, a yeah. whatever you want to refer to yourself in terms of a company, but that mm-hmm. means that you're an ongoing concern. Exactly. It's not like you've built your products. And good, you, good job, guys. Yeah, yeah. Well done, darling. And branding yeah, wise, love it. I kind of like yeah. these these little uh, those you know, bottles, are, bottles yeah. which they they sort of similar to the the Belgian beer bottles we get here, like yeah. in, with Dufel and those guys. I'm I'm beginning to get sold on these smaller bottles. I'm I know that I'm part of hashtag Team Team Four Forty, yeah, for life. Yeah, come on, man. But I'm beginning to change my ways. I I, I I'm I'm not a fan of the yeah. of the smaller bottles, but I don't think it's really got to do anything with anything else except that it really reminds me of like. 
you know, line log in the 80s. That's... <laughs> yeah, I don't have that association. Those, those dumpies, that's just yeah. what I think about. But I mean, it's besides that, I, I think Darling has had a ongoing, consistently excellent branding. Yeah. Um, I Good think quality that they control. Are, I think they're confident in, mm. in what their company is. Mm. And I think that they understand what they're putting to market. Yeah. And the quality of their beer follows, you know, pretty effectively from that as well. Enough said. Let's move on to our contender. Mm. Will Jack Black Skillet and Coast IPA oh. shift shifted or not? To to Cape Town. I mean, I'm, I'm going to leave the rating after this the second one. Um, okay. And and let's just try and remember. Yeah. I mean, at the moment, I'm leaning towards a sort of a six out of ten for for Darling, mm. but simply because it's the first one, and I don't want to. Yeah, you don't want to shoot your load. I don't want to. Yeah, like what you said. <laughs> um, um, you, were, you, were, you were saying the Skeleton Coast has recently kind of redone their recipe? Um, they have, because I remember the initial one was very English IPA, very malt forward, lots of English herbaceous hops. And I think that somewhere along the line they changed the recipe, and now I think it's a little bit more... It's still kind of malty, and, I, and that's why we put these together. Just the map on to, the back, the, the map behind the Skeleton Coast branding in the mm. front is beautiful. I really like that as it's well. It's lovely. I mean, it's lovely branding. But I far prefer this branding to the to the paper label. Me too. They um, should just go for this range. throughout. But I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, like you say, it's probably yeah. prohibitively expensive. If they, but if Jack Black's listening. Yeah. Then do, this, on, do this more. Exactly. All right. Let's uh, let's have a look at this one. Let's do that. Like I, like I said, I, I have had this a number of times, but I don't know if I've had it since they... Mm. change their recipe so i'm quite yeah again color wise very clear crystal clear actually yeah a little bit less cloudy than the yeah so maybe less dropping or if they do dropping they're filtering it somewhere the aroma is is quite different from the darling mm. it's a lot denser yeah i mean darling you had that fresh cut grass mm. um pine forests yeah citrusy kind of, kind of mm. this one's a little bit more inscrutable yeah there's some herbaceous flavors for me coming out some lemon rind, uh, definitely lemon rind and sort of pithy lemon, you know, those sort of... Yeah, uh, yeah no, I, I can smell that. Yeah, and I think here again, they're probably using a combination of South African hops, which have that sort of very, um, kind of a bit harsh, grassy stuff going on. Um, plus, I don't know what else, maybe some, some English hops, maybe some, definitely some American uh, citra or something like that. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, that's this yeah, is. Yeah, they've a, definitely changed this recipe. They have definitely changed this recipe. Fuck, that's yeah. beautiful. It's that really is a good. beautiful beer. Yeah, it's got this one has layers, mm. right? This mm. is where we're getting that layered mm. hoppiness because in the beginning you get uh, citrus, right? Yeah, you get they get very bright flavor up front. Mm. Then it kind of transfers to the bitterness. Mm. This is almost like biting into an orange or a lemon uh, like a yeah well grapefruity there's mm. there's a you know you get that sweetness on the peel and then yeah. you know the the there's a bit in the bit of sweetness in the middle with the juiciness coming through oh there's a crunch yeah oh. the grapefruit definitely so this is cascade for sure there's definitely some cascade or one of the sea sea hops centennial cascade chinook all those are kind of grapefruit flavors yeah mm. and not as bitter at the end not a lot of not that bold. Fatigue, not a lot. Like, I mean, I can mm. understand, you know, if I had three or four of these, I, I yeah. would feel it. But it's not, it's certainly yeah. not right off the bat. Yeah, Thunderbird builds up a little bit quicker in your palate, where this one is a bit more clear and crisp. A bit clearer, yeah. Um, I certainly prefer the hop bill on this one to Thunderbird, I must say. There's, mm. there's more bright, juicy. Mm. Um, I like the grapefruit flavors. Uh, cannot lie. <laughs> I can't lie. It's, it's <laughs> so delicious. 
It's a lovely, and I can see that uh, they recently, I think, won gold at the Africa Cup uh, awards. Um, uh, fucking well earned. And I think it's well earned. I mean, this is, I think this stands up against West Coast IPAs pretty well. Look at that head. I mean, that's beautiful to look at. Mm. No, it's, it's a lovely looking beer. It's, it's very clear. It's got that nice gold um, yeah. color. And there's good malt balance here. About you know the only thing that I really really miss from the Thunderbird is I, I the the aroma was just a mm. a bit more teasing you know yeah Thunderbird promised more yeah delivered less delivered slightly less yeah whereas yeah. Canon Coast is almost the opposite and also more alcohol six point six ABV but you don't taste sure. you don't taste oh, that hey. at all no no uh, no not in even you taste mm. it even less than you taste in the Thunderbird there's no alcohol warmth here I can detect um, it's very well integrated with the beer. Yeah, well, I, th- I think that that alcohol is that clarity mm. that you know. So yeah. it's actually a, a benefit to mm. the to the flavor. Yeah, alcohol has a flavor, and in IPAs, it, it it forms part of your flavor profile. It helps also in kind of expressing the hop flavors and aromas better because alcohol is a great solvent for that sort of stuff. Yeah, um, and you want a bit more alcohol in your IPA. I mean, I'm always very very skeptical of IPAs below five point, you know, five percent ABV. Mm. Maybe session IPA can do it. But, yeah. but uh, someone who claims to have a regular IPA, which is under five. That, uh, yeah, that's that doesn't sound like it's quite easy that, to pull that, off. That with, might and be still a keep phobia, the flavor. Man. Yeah, the feared and horrible beer. <laughs> yeah. um, but Skeleton Coast, man, what a wonderful beer! So, is, yeah, in these two, I think it's a clear winner for me. Actually, and mm. it's not even a yeah a question. Yeah, um, definitely. Skeleton Coast IPA beats out Thunderbird for me. Uh, um, yeah, no, it, it does. It does. Skeleton Coast IPA, well done. Yeah, so, absolutely so fantastic. In our, in our completely subjective uh, rating system, where are we going to put these, man? Um, if we're allocating numbers, mm. I'm going to give the... Because I can only... I, can, I have to believe that there is something better than this. Mm. You know, because otherwise my life is over. <laughs> so I'm going to give the Skeleton Coast mm. a nine. Okay. And I would give the Thunderbird a seven. Right. So I'm going to, uh, listeners can't see this, but I'm going to arrange the, the bottles and cans in order. Yes. Uh, so we in don't a, lose track. But I, I'm, I'm kind of... Strange s- geometric pattern. I'm going to similar to you. I'm going to say, uh, you know, Skeleton Coast for me, not a nine. I, I would go maybe eight. Mm-hmm. And Thunderbird, I'm going to put on a six. So you're one point below me mm. for both of them. So yeah. I don't think that's really a difference in rating. I think that's a difference in personality. Yes. Because you're just a more cynical bitch and I'm a... More optimistic, more na- naive, naive, naive child in the world. Desperate for love. Screaming out into the dark Please forest. love me. Please. <laughs> Please love me. Okay. Right, moving on. Moving on. So I wanted to, to come back to Aliens again. Of course you did. Yeah. I actually watched that in 89, I think. I was about 12 years old back then. It really made an impression on me. It was on we, we you know took out a, a video from the local <laughs> video store, yeah, video store, yeah. and it was my birthday, and it was quite violent and sort of gross. Yeah, yeah it's pretty twelve-year-old hardcore, hardcore. But I enjoyed it. I loved it. I remember actually watching that for the first time and thinking, "This is." I wish all movies were like this. Really, like you were, you were like, I, as a twelve-year-old, this yeah. is this is the ultimate. I mean, it combined everything I liked at the time. It combined sci-fi, aliens, and military stuff. Yeah, that's true. Those yeah. are those are like way up your alley. Yeah, 
And I mean, a lot of people have, have written about how Aliens is Cameron's kind of own Vietnam movie. Because in a way, it really yeah. references a lot of Vietnam imagery. Yeah, that's true. You know, the uniforms, the attitudes, yeah. the stuff painted on the helmets. That's exactly it's right. It's very yeah. Vietnam. You know? C- cigarettes in the armbands. And, yeah, yeah, it's, you know, the, the, the sort of like screw the man, screw the authority stuff. I mean, in many ways, this movie also just made me miss Bill Paxton all over again. Shame and yeah, yeah. How do I get out of this chicken shit outfit? You secure that shit, Hudson. Ready to get it on? You know it. I'm ready, man. Ready to get it on. Had he been in anything really before this? I mean... This must be one of his early roles. It definitely He is. was in another Cameron where he was one of the, the punks in the first Terminator movie. What, when, when Arnie arrives? Yeah, when he arrives and he, he encounters those three punks at yeah, the observatory. Yeah. And he's like, I need your bike, your clothes. Yeah, and Bill Paxton's one of those guys. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's, he's quite made up as a punk, so it's difficult to recognize him. But yeah, he was, it's one of his first roles probably where he's got a real speaking part. That's, that's brilliant. And such a good actor. I mean, he, for me, almost steals the show in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's because he's also. Um, I mean, his character is, from what I remember, like a complete coward. Yeah. Like he's a, he he's, well, he's, he's, not, he's not a coward. He just freaks out. He's, yeah, he's he's not really made for the rigors mm. of war. You know, he's like no. game over, man. Game, game over. over. I don't know if you've been keeping score, but they just kicked our asses. <laughs> he keeps on complaining and freaking out. And he's also the guy yeah. who's sort of like you know is the braggart. You know, he yeah. in the dropship, he's like does that old speech of you know. Yeah. How him and his badass marine buddies are going to kick ass, and you know he's told to sit down yeah. by by Gorman. Uh, but then when 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 the shit hits the fan, he's like, "Oh, yeah, we're yeah. getting fucked, man! We're getting <laughs> fucked." Well, that's great. That's just fucking great, man. Now what the fuck are we supposed to do? We're some real pretty shit now, man. You finished. But in a way, that that you need that character. You need yeah. the guy who freaks out and needs to be slapped. Yeah, yeah, and and it's a wonderful... yeah because he's also he's he's like an audience yeah. surrogate, you know. It's he's, like yeah, pull your shit together and let's watch the shit go down, you know. Exactly. And he, he's a good counterpoint to Ripley, you know, where Sigourney Weaver can show her strong character. Yeah, by telling him, "I'm getting tired of your shit." Yeah, yeah you exactly. Know? You better pull stuff together. Exactly, she's the one who's in control. Mm. Yeah, you know? I mean that's also another really big thing that both Alien. In fact, probably aliens even more than alien because she kicks a lot more ass in in aliens strong than she does. Strong female characters. Strong. Which I'm sad to say, and this was 1986. Have we actually seen an equally strong female character lead in a sci-fi movie? Really, since then. I will. I will give you one because it's Please my. Please do because it's it is one of. To think that. Uh, it is. It is one of my favorite films, and yeah. I'm so psyched they're making mm. a sequel. Uh, is Edge of Tomorrow with Emily Blunt. That's true. Because Emily mm. Blunt in Edge of she's Tomorrow awesome. is fucking incredible. She does kick ass. She kicks mm. all sorts of... She's the... What do they call her? The Angel of Verdun. Yeah. No, you're right. That that Emily Blunt is a is a worthy successor to... To, to, to Ripley, yeah. I mean, I guess Linda Hamilton and Terminator also did some of the th- things in the second movie, especially where she really yeah. becomes like the Yeah, the more in Terminator 2, yeah. I believe the new Terminator movie coming out, she's... She's like a major, major, major badass. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and there's so many little details. I mean, if I had to give an, an award for aliens, it's it's the little details. It's yeah. an, a tremendous, and I think that is maybe a characteristic of Cameron. That's a Cam- that's a Cameron thing. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's attention to detail to the nth degree, mm-hmm. but also using very subtle communication to the audience to to give you character, you know, a potted character narrative. So, yeah. 
I mean, you know, Paxton is immediately, you know, his character is immediately sort of establishing where he, he's the guy who asks how do I get out of this chicken shit outfit, you know, mm. and then he gets chewed out by the sergeant. So mm. he's the bit of the rebel. Yeah, he's established. He's the teenager of the group who quips wise with everyone. And you kind of suspect even then that he's got some personality flaws, which is going to yeah. come out. Where Hicks, who's the quiet professional, right? He's the guy you know is going to be the one everyone relies on. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and and Cameron establishes that really well in the dropship, right? So where everyone else is sort of freaking out and they're not enjoying this experience and they're feeling a little bit queasy, he's sleeping. Yeah, that's right. Because yeah, at the yeah. end when they land, then Apon says, and someone wake up Hicks. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So, so he's, he's so world-weary that he's like, yeah. you know. I've and he's the real pro, right? So the yeah. guy who can sleep through the dropship experience, he's not going to phase out when action yeah. you know, shit is yeah, the fan. Yeah, for right? sure. Cool. On to more beer. Yeah. Yes. I, I like that. Right. So what are, what are our next two? More beer. More beer, yes. More beer. Now we're going all the way across the uh, pond to the United States. Oh, not 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 Florida Lake Pond. No, not that one. We're not we're not going to do infantry. No, it's a bit scary there. <laughs> <laughs> not big on IPAs. <laughs> and we're putting two um, sort of really big breweries against each other. The one has actually recently been bought, I think, by Heineken, so they've kind of sold out a little. Shame on you. Hmm. The other one's still fiercely independent. Hmm. Uh, but as South Africans, we're just pretty happy to get American beer whenever we can because yeah. it's really really rare. The first one we're going to open up. I'm going to try and get some some opening action here for yes. the for the listeners. Yeah, just to, we're not making this stuff up, you know. We are opening beers. Uh, uh, nah, uh. I'm still messing it up though. I don't know what's going I on. I don't know. You're not doing very well today. Yeah, no. The can will be better. The can will be better. The can will definitely be better. Okay, but the so first one's in a bottle. The first one's in a nice bottle. Um, I think this is 340, and it's the Lagunitas IPA. Mm. Right. So Lagunitas is a huge brand. They're everywhere in the world right now. Um, oh, are these the ones that have now been bought by Heineken? I, I believe so, yeah. Let's try Lagunitas. I, I had a lot of it recently when I went across to Europe, and uh, it was pretty much in every pub there. Um, but they're, a, they're an American brand. American brand. They, they sponsor a lot of podcasts, actually. Oh, really? Um, which I listen to, because mm. the, line, the line they like using is they, they put the, uh, the pub back in public radio. <laughs> which is kind of cool that is quite cool but by all accounts even though they have been uh, bought or sold shares in large companies the the core group they are still very independent in their in their sort of sense of craft beer mm, mm. so um, management's still the same it's yeah, just a just yeah. an ownership issue so that's the Lagunitas IPA okay. sort of a classic west coast style crystal clear I mean you can read through yeah. this beer yeah, so it's, it's, it's obviously filtered what are you catching on the aroma there Matt it's it's distinctively different from the the two we've had so far. Mm. More, there are still those, you know, fruity notes, but yeah. it's almost there's a it, they're almost um, a bit more muted, a bit more muted. Yeah, I don't know why, but I keep smelling coconut. Mm. That is weird. Maybe it's your moisturizer. Yes, today. maybe it's this. It's your, this beard, your beard is looking very moisturized today. Yeah, I say. very nice. Oh, the semen. <laughs> and there goes the podcast. <laughs> I, I I gotta tell you, I can't really It's a bit closed. It, it might be a bit cold. It does feel a bit cold. So I'm worried that I'm over chilling the beer a little, as always. But sure, more muted, but I, I'm still I'm definitely getting pineapple. And maybe that's where you get the coconut. Maybe pineapple and coconut go together for you. Yeah, no, Maybe yeah, yeah, it is it is probably more of a pineapple. Let's have a let's have a sip here and see uh, what mm. we can pick up here. Mm. It's very dense. Mm. 
Finish is very bitter. Yeah. A lot of citrus for me as well. A lot of lemon on the initial yes. taste. Yes. A little bit of pine, but cedar. I think that the, the bitter lemon mm. is actually the, the overwhelming kind yeah. of initial flavor there. Very much so. I'm getting a bit of cedar at the back uh, end, uh, you know, sort of pine forest floor kind of stuff. Definitely a nice malty background. For yeah, me. Well yeah it finishes with a lot of malt. Eh? The carbonation, is, is it's very carbonated. Mm. Hey? It's very fizzy. It's fizzy, but I wouldn't say it's overly so. I think, I think it's on I the high end. It bubbles on my tongue. It's on the high end maybe, but IPAs are supposed to be reasonably moderately um, carbonated. They're not really supposed to be like an uh, English mm. ale or something. What's the alcohol percentage in this? So the alcohol here is... Uh, Six point something? No, I think it's 6.2. Mm. Again, you don't really pick it up. Mm -mm. Um, it's not overtly alcoholic. I mean, it's very well... I mean, for me, the... It's very well balanced. Balance, because balance is the other you know, impression I get. Yeah, you know, because that, that, that bitter lemon that really is the, mm. the main note could be unpleasant yeah but it's actually cut quite nicely yeah with the and the, the malts in the back end kind of mm. soften it a bit but there's depth in the bitterness as well similar to what we had in skeleton coast yeah maybe not as many layers so maybe they're using less different varieties of hops than mm. you get in the skeleton coast and it's, maybe maybe it, that's what happens when big breweries buy up is you you start saving money by using simpler hop bills so you don't have to worry so much about your hop contracts with the farmers I don't know. I'm speculating. Yeah. Uh, look, I mean, the way uh, this is—it's a much much crisper. It it has yeah. been absolutely flawless. I mean, it's yeah, it's and this this beer has now travelled all the way from America, so it is useful for craft brewers in South Africa to take note that you know you really shouldn't be using the excuse of oh, but my beer doesn't travel really well, and that's why it's yeah, off. because this this spent months on a boat. This, this thing was on a boat or a plane or something, and it's perfect. Uh, the, I, I, I really enjoy the crispness because the, mm. the the bitterness and crunch that we've yeah. had from the previous beers mm. is really kind of stripped away yeah. by that crispness. It, it's uh, this is probably the most sessiony. It's actually quite um, sessionable, uh, you know, which is why I've put it up against another beer which we're going to get to, which says it is a session IPA. Lagunitas doesn't say that they they see themselves as a middle of the road West Coast IPA. Um, I well, like the bitterness, though. There's a solid bitterness here, but it doesn't build up on your tongue mm. to the point where you, you start feeling it's too much. Yeah. Um, and I would have this rather than a lager any day of the week. Oh, yeah, in a heartbeat. Uh, this, yeah, without doubt. And, uh, but it's definitely not a faux pied either. It's got the real bitterness here. This is delicious. It's absolutely delicious. I could have 10 of these in a row. It's very Moorish. And I think, mm. I mean, I've now recently judged at the Africa Beer Cup Oh, yes. Please tell us more about that, Marcel. It was a great experience. It's, That's fantastic. It's the summary of it. I, <laughs> no, I, I met some wonderful people. I mean, the judges were exceptional, all of them. Um, you know, it was the first major one I, uh, competition I, where I was judging in. Um, it, was was a, a, it was a blind tasting, right? Yeah, it was a full And one. what was your category? I was in several categories, so I judged in several different ones. Um, I don't really want to say because it's supposed to be uh, kind of anonymous. Oh, uh, right, right. But, uh, I mean, the brewers were, the beers we judged were all exceptional. Um, there were really very few. I mean, I, I I maybe tasted one beer, which I would have said was maybe off. Um, that, that says a lot about the quality of beer coming out of this country. And this was an Africa beer cup. Yeah. So there were lots of beers represented from other African countries. And it was interesting to me to really understand that, that craft beer is becoming an, a continental Concern, phenomenon. Yeah, yeah. So there were some great beers from Ghana, Nigeria, Kenya. Um, so really nice. And some of them walked, walked away with some gold medals. Really? You know? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it was a lovely experience. 
Um, I don't know why I brought this up again. Um, I don't know either. Yeah. I just, I'm just glad that you, oh. you mentioned it. So, so what I wanted to say is, is one of the criteria when you judge in a competition like that and, and you use things like the BJCP guidelines is as a judge, you, you want to kind of comment on whether you would have another one of these beers. Mm, you know, mm, does, mm. Is, there, is there a Moorishness? Mm. Is there sort of a, do you take the light in the beer? So it's it, a lovely way of putting it. Yeah, and I, I like that. And I think that's that's maybe what we do when you and I review beers. We're not necessarily breaking it down into different categories right. and stuff, but we're basically asking the question, is this a delightful beer and is it nice enough to want another one immediately? That's very much like the, um, it's quite popular on Netflix, is the Japanese method of organizer, organizing mm. your house is mm. hold each object in your hand and if it doesn't give you pleasure right. or delight, throw it away. Well, I, it's a good principle, I reckon. And, and so... so when I ask the question of this IPA... Does it give you delight, Marcel? Yes. Yeah. And I want to have more of this yeah. immediately. Yeah, I'd like another one. Thank you very it's much. It's like dangerously addictive. Mm. Good one. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's lovely. Next one, also from America. <laughs> yes. This is the very famous Stone mm. Brewing mm. Company. Which I've only ever heard of and never drunk. Um, so they have this gargoyle sort of branding on everything. Um, they're in uh, Southern California. This is a canned one. Now, it's not, unfortunately, the, the main stone IPA. I couldn't get that. This is a new one uh, called Go-To IPA. Mm -hmm. And it is, they, they call it a vibrant, hot-bursted session IPA. So this is another. Okay. So, so this thought, should be an easy drinking yeah. IPA. So Bitter, gonna, but clear. Going to get some foliar. Yep. Oh, much better. Much better. Much better. We should only have canned Jeez. beers. After, after the fourth one. Nice foliar. Took us long enough. Yeah. So, and, and we've been getting some occasional kind-hearted people bringing in stone beer for us. Uh, if you're listening and you're in America and you want to mail us. <laughs> mail us some beer. Some of your beer. I mean, you know, it must be very frustrating for American listeners right now because they're probably shouting at, at their device of choice mm. saying, yeah, but you haven't tried Sculpin IPA and you haven't tried... Yeah, why didn't you add... Dogfish uh, Head dog 90 fish head. Yeah, the one that they queue for like 30 seconds before it's all sold out. I mean... I wish I wish I could really be that guy, man. Please send it because we just don't yeah, get yeah. those we, things. We, yeah, we certainly won't turn it down. Oh hell no! I mean, send it in a brown paper bag. <laughs> yeah. Fuck the liquor laws. Just get the beer just, to us. Just you know, secrete it on your body and fly into Joburg in the National. Can pick it up. That's uh, uh, be uh, my beer mule. Just just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hide it in your anus. Yeah. Um. Just off off the bat, I know we talk about branding mm. afterwards, but I tell you that that if that isn't a cider. Branding, I don't know what is. It's interesting. Maybe that's our associations, right, in South Africa, is that the... The, the that yellow, the black, and some sort of aggressive motif is a fucking cidery... 1,000% cider. Yeah. And and I think maybe that is unique to South Africa. You know, we are one of the largest cider drinking nations in the world. No, I did not know that. Big time. Um, England and us and, and uh, our Savannah cider, which yeah. we export that everywhere. Savannah? Savannah you can find almost anywhere in the world. It's a real South African success story. In fact, if you are an international listener, you probably have Savannah in your local liquor store. That's incredible. Savannah? Or, yeah, Savannah. Let's move on. Let's not talk about Savannah. Okay, so very cloudy. So this is the, this is the Stone Go-To IPA. Stone Go-To IPA. Which is apparently, this one's brewed in Berlin. Yeah. So a lot or Gebraut in Berlin. As so some the of these breweries say. are brewed under license in different places, so they don't have to distribute it so far away. That's an astonishing head. That is, on the nose is Roma just... Is Pure pineapple. Oh, that is like crunch, crunch, crunch. It's like a fruit bowl. Yes. Fruit salad, right? With pineapple, grapefruit, all the nice things you would put in a fruit salad. But dank, like like 
like on the verge of rotting. Yeah, it's there's a real dankness. Yeah. It's, like, it's like the dime bag you kept under your mattress, yeah, man. This, yeah, this is like, like this is 70 bucks at Home Affairs for a banky. <laughs> this is... I think you need to clarify what you mean by banking. I think that pretty much everyone understands what I'm talking but not, about. But not overseas listeners. It's a very cool story. What? Is banking not an international? No. What? No, I don't think so. Really? I don't think so. I suppose, you know, I suppose that they're used to being sold in eighths and, yeah, and things like yeah. that. Uh, well, a, a banky, if it is uniquely South African, it was because we had such an overabundance of... Uh, no. Coin bank bags. Yeah, that so these, were these little Ziploc bank bags. Little, yeah, little resealable bank bags mm-hmm. that you used to get coins in, and they became ubiquitous. And it just yeah. seemed like the the natural way to distribute mm-hmm. marijuana was in these bags. Yeah, and it was banky. Yeah, I, I will add that I, you know, when I was, you know, at varsity and naughty and still smoking mm-hmm. marijuana, was um, I never ever reached a point where I found someone who. Sold half a bag mm. or a quarter of a bag. So it's a full one. It was you just got a bag. Mm. Um, that's how we roll in South Africa. That's how we roll. We didn't. They weren't like, oh, do you want to only have a bit of a bag? I'm like, why would I want a bit of a bag? Yeah. Um, so there's, anyway, there's there's tropical, but you're right. There's on the edge of it. There's that sort of very musty, danky mm. uh, stuff going on. So it's not bright. Mm-mm. It's it's uh, yeah, interesting aroma. Mm, that's very musky. Would you say it's musky? Yeah. But not oxygenated musky, not like cardboard mm. or, no, or no. moldy. The, the the same the same notes I'm getting out of the nose is, is I'm, I'm I'm I am tasting them. The mm. bitterness is very wow, it's pithy, yeah. Very yeah, it's, it's like real it's like lemon pith. lemon pith. seeds. Yeah, it's 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 the grapefruit pith. It's that super super bitter, very bitter. I mean, this is challenging my palate a little bit. Is this the one that they refer to as a session? This is a session. This is much less sessionable than. Although it doesn't, it's session, it doesn't stick around, is, I suppose. Well, it doesn't stick around, and it's 4.7% alcohol, which is where the sessionableness comes from. And I think it is, there's a, there's a super bitter beer, but it doesn't no, build up a, on your palate. That's, yeah, this is a very strange... This is black magic fuckery. Because I, I tasted <laughs> it, and I was like, this is going to fuck me up. Mm, it's, it's some seriously very skilled late hopping going into this beer. I would actually, I would hazard a guess... That there's only late hopping in this beer. There's no really, yeah. This is what happens when you do not put any bittering hops in your beer, and you just put a ton load of hops in your late hopping. Maybe in the whirlpool, um, in a a hop gun of some kind when you when you're pumping it into your fermenter or something, and a lots lots and lots and lots of dry hopping. Do do, Do you think it loses complexity? Because I'm getting that bitter, I'm getting that murkiness, but well, you, you, that's maybe it. Maybe you get less layering in your flavor, but, but the idea behind late hopping your beers is that you're really just extracting the flavor from your hops. Mm, sure. So for the home brewers out there, what you're doing is because you're not summarizing the hops at high temperatures, you're really extracting mostly the beta acids of a hop, which is the flavor of a hop. The alpha acids is what makes a hop bitter. And if you boil hops for a long time, the alpha acids get extracted, and that makes your beer quite bitter. Because once once that bitterness wears off, there's none of that f- that front bitterness. You know, the the, mm. the actual flavorness is there. This is a very clever beer because, in a sense, you can see from the color, it's very light. Yeah. So, I would hazard again to say there's maybe pale malt and a, a smattering of crystal malts or something, but not a complex malt bowl. So I think what they've tried to do with this beer is they they're completely showcasing hops. This is a vehicle for hops. Mm. 
They're mm. not adding a lot of bitterness to the beer because they don't have to. Because, you know, there's not a lot of malts here to make it overly sweet. And they, well, at all. And they're extracting just the flavor out of complete late hopping the shit out of this beer. I mean, they must use a shitload of beer, uh, hops in this beer to get it to this stage. I mean, it's... I applaud any brewer who's willing to... To pump this Spend much. that much money. Because you're literally in a whirlpool, for instance, if you put hops in a whirlpool, that, that hops goes into the whirlpool for maybe five, ten minutes. Done. And that's your whole, whole bill gone. You've done it now. Yeah. That's, that's what you've done with your hops today. <laughs> I, I, it's, this beer is freaking me out. This, this, is, this is a little bit like Once, aliens. Yeah. What, this is yeah, the alien yeah, beer. This, this beer just kicked my ass. This, yeah, man. It, game over, man. <laughs> it's the, game over. Once the bitterness subsides of that, that crunch, mm. there's, 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 there's nothing else. It just disappears. There's, uh, it's, yeah, it cleans your palate. It just, it, but without, without being super crisp, it's also not like the Lagunitas where you've got that mm. cold burn through the middle. Yeah. But that might be the, the, the uh, alcohol being a lot lower. It's low. kind of amazing. I mean, it, it, it has reminiscence almost of that Zero to Hero. Yes, Jack, that's exactly. Uh, I mean, the Peak Devil's Band, Peak Zero to Hero. The, the Zero Alcohol Beer in the sense that it doesn't feel like you're having a very strong beer. But this bitterness and the hops, I mean... It's like a beer cool drink. I think the, the critique I would have of this is that the... I don't know what hops they put in here, but it's very one note for me. Yeah, but that, that's the complexity I was talking about, that I, I feel you mm. get a lot of that crunch, and it is very bitter, but it just feels like there should be more to it. Well, they claim on the on, on the can here, fresh bursts of tropical fruit, citrus peel, mm. definitely a lot of citrus peel, yeah. peach and melon. I'm not getting peach at all, I must say. Peach, peach and melon would imply some sweetness, and I'm not getting any sweetness mm. from this. A lot of citrus peel. So, so if you like that sort of really bitter citrus peel stuff, this is a beer for you. I kind of like it. I mean, mm. I'm I'm someone who actually kind of likes eating regular grapefruit for you know actual food. Yeah. So, I, not that 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 you know half-assed ruby grapefruit, y'all. <laughs> I'm talking about the real deal. <laughs> I, mm. I I do like this, but I think I like this in spite of it. I I don't know. It just it. It's a very it, challenging it, beer, um, for me. I. I I find it very difficult to put in a category. I mean, maybe this mm. is a maybe this really is a proper session IPA. I mean, you have sometimes questioned whether those exist. Yeah, yeah but I mean, I suppose the the way you'd normally think about a proper session IPA mm. is the bitterness would be on the other side. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like at the moment, the bitterness yeah. is all here, mm. and when this goes away, there's nothing there. It's just flat. But maybe that is the idea: is that you can have a lot of these because your palate is cleansed afterwards. You don't have a buildup of bitterness on your tongue. It's an incredible beer. I mean, that it's, that is certainly true. It, it is remarkable. It's there remarkable. Is, there is this lovely scene actually in in the Aliens movie, which I love. It's when they they get out of their APC and they now go and go into the colony proper, mm, mm. and then they walk, you see this road down the colony. Yes. And there's a yeah, there's yeah. A, a pub. Sign. That's, that's right. And I remember like getting a lot of comfort from that, thinking like no matter where we go in the universe, yeah, there yeah. will always be a pub. Exactly. When when colonists land on another planet. And and mm. build a fusion reactor so that they can exactly. terraform the atmosphere. Yeah. They'll build a pub. So if you're a future listener in the year 3021 who's just who, discovered this podcast. Yes, who found this on the world brain. Yeah. Um, I really hope there are still pubs because that would make me feel very happy. <laughs> and I think if there are pubs in the future, they may very well be serving the stone go-to IPA. What a, because this is a weird beer. Fucking weird beer. It's weird, man. 
It's weird. I like I, it though. I like it. I like it despite it's because it, it's got some very big flaws. I think that it to- lacks any kind of complexity. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think. I mean, the, by flaws you mean. No, no, not, not beer not flaws, flaws, but but yeah, flaws yeah. in in my ability to enjoy it mm. the way I enjoy other IPAs. I'm gonna um, say if we're se- I, this is not sessionable to me. I mean, I'm gonna add half a can and I don't want any more. Range, fucking weird thing. And it's not really the one I want an immediately follow up for. I just cannot believe that bitterness, that dankness is it's just kind of off the now. fucking chart. It's off the chart. I mean, they have they have shown Shit. what they're capable of. Yeah, motherfucker. Yeah. All okay, right. So okay, cool. in, the, in the ultimate face-off between Lagunitas IPA and Stone Goatu. All right. Fair enough. I, a clear winner. Yes, there's definitely a clear winner. Um, and I think the Lagunitas yeah. takes that pretty much hands carries, down. Carries the day. I, I prefer the Stone branding. Um, I say I've always liked the gargoyle. I like anything with a gargoyle uh, or dev, I, devil imagery. I can't get over the... The Satan scare. My cultural relativism, which is that I look at that and that's a cider can. That's, I, a, that's a strong burr can. That is not something I thought of until you mentioned it. So it's, interesting. Well, that shows you my wasted youth in terms of drinking a lot of fucking strong burr. True. But, uh, um, but not a bad beer. So No, not by any stretch. In our, in our rating category system, so where would you put the... Uh, what's, your, what's your out of 10 rating for look, these two beers? If, right? If I've uh, for the for the two of these, I would put a Lagunitas at an eight point five, mm, mm. and I would put. See if I have to rate this thing because it doesn't so actually. So you would seem put it slightly below the skeleton just, coast, just below the skeleton coast, just mm. just just. And the the go to IPA, if I have to put it on the same chart as this, because it really should be on a chart of beers that will make your brain melt, and you'll have to phone home to get money from your parents. Um, if I have to, I'm going to put it slightly below the Thunderbird. So give us some. So give us some ratings here. Um, I would say Lagunitas at 8.5, mm. and I would put the Stone at 6.5. Yeah, I mean, I I would I would go kind of very similar. I mean, are you going to be one point below me as <laughs> usual? I for some reason I still really enjoy Lagunitas almost as much as the Skeleton Coast. So I'm going to give them both eights. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm getting the Lagunitas an, an 8. And uh, I mean, Stone is difficult to categorize, that's, man. That's what I'm saying, man. It's fucking weird. Yeah. I'm going to give it a, a 6. I, I think similar to so that's the Thunderbird. Same. I would, that's the I same would, as the Thunderbird. I kind of have them in the same so quantities. You, you, got, you got 8, 8, 6, 6. I got eight and a half, nine. Alrighty, Matt. Alrighty then. We are four IPAs down and we're still going strong. Yeah, we are. We're rocking and rolling. Now we're going to go back to South Africa a little bit. Yeah. And we're going to do two... You're going to tear my heart out. That's yeah, what you're well, going to fucking this, do. This is the round where I mess with Matt. Yeah, when you fuck with my... You because, shit on my heart. Because these are basically his two favorite IPAs in South Africa right now. Yeah. Which is Agar Brewery's Tomahawk IPA. Yeah. Which we once did do a review on, and it beat out uh, Californicator from Woodstock. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. not available for this review. Not available for comment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was unavailable. Come on, man. I mean, no, but Woodstock's difficult to find. Up it is very, very I don't think they distribute very widely. Californicator is almost impossible yeah. to find. Woodstock, if you're listening, please bring some more. Yeah, distribution. I love California, Californicator. I mean, it's one of my favorite IPAs. Um, so, getting some Foley action here, hopefully, of the Tomahawk. <laughs> Tomahawk just looks dangerous. Tomahawk looks like a fucking evil it IPA. Looks, it's, it's, it's dark. It's foreboding. It's just, there's something going the on bubbles here. bubbles just fucking disappear. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's like three different colors in the glass. The incredible ugly branding even tells Yeah, you. the fucking ludicrous Agos branding <laughs> where they steadfastly yeah. refuse. Although I did, I, I did notice they've come out with a new, I think really? it's a lager or something, and the lager has got the new branding on oh, it. I haven't seen the new brand. And it doesn't suck. Well, I'm so happy to hear that. It's 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 not shit. It's maybe, not. Maybe they listen to us, man. I don't know. Do whether you it think was that us. we've got that sort of pool? No, I think that they eventually mm. one morning <laughs> looked around themselves and went, "What mm. the fuck have we been doing?" Yeah. Besides making delicious beer. So the other beer we're we're pouring, I'm pouring it now just to warm it up a bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, is a Jack Black Fresh Hop IPA, which which just to reiterate is a limit. It's a limited it's edition limited Jack release, Black. Small batch. Yeah, it um, comes out like randomly. Pretty much randomly, once or twice a year here in South Africa. Uh, but our second Jack Black uh, for the day. Mm. But it is a... I, we, we know both these beers, and mm. these beers are both They're phenomenal, awesome. like phenomenal beers. Yeah. They really are on the forefront, I think, of the South African IPA revolution. Mm. I, I would say that the, the Fresh Hop, the Jack Black Fresh Hop, is mm. probably the a, a proper South African IPA. You know, in many, right. in many ways, mm. the way... Yeah. Well, it has to be, because they, you can't get Fresh Hops locally... You know, you can't get imported fresh hops very easily. Mm, mm. So you have to use local fresh hops. And maybe that's the best way to use South African hops, really. I mean, I'm people who listen to podcasts will know I'm kind of often a little bit down on South African hops. <laughs> but I think when you use fresh South African hops, it changes the equation because fresh hops are always slightly less harsh, mm. slightly less sort of, you know, it doesn't have that, that steep, you know, edgy drop-off of yeah, bitterness. Yeah, yeah. Um, so fresh hops are always more mellow. And I think, uh, I mean, we're not talking about that yet, but they, mm. it's a, I think you mentioned they use a hop gun for that as well? I'm not entirely sure. Um, certainly, I think the, the uh, go-to IPA from Stone uses a hop howitzer. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't a, Some ak-ak. That is no planet, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's a space station. Right, all right, so all right, cool. So Tomahawk. So let's get into the Tomahawk. The Tomahawk IPA. It's a friend we know and love. It uh, looks and smells very almost caramelly. Mm. There's a. There is actually of all the IPAs so far. <coughs> this is the first time I actually get the the malt. The malty, yeah. Yeah. Still pretty much Tomahawk. Um, yeah, that's a Tomahawk. Slightly smoky uh, mm. for me. Mm, barbecuey. There's a slight barbecuey, and I'm not too sure what that is. I mean, that must be from the malt, obviously. That's definitely from the malt. And um, so they're using some kind of. Smoked malt, maybe? That would be very weird. What? Really? Is that a thing? Yeah, it's peated malt, basically. Really? It's the same malt they use for whiskeys. So a lot of beers... There's a German style of beer called uh, Rauch beer, smoked beer. Yeah, yeah. Um, We've got one in South Africa made by um, Pretoria-based guys, Draymond's Brewery. Yeah, yeah. It's called the Jolly Monk, which is a dark beer, but a smoked beer. And he Mm. uses... Brewery there uses smoked malts, peated malts. But this is not the, this is not so peaty. It's a slightly woody no, it, smokiness. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and malty, much more much more of that kind of mm. dense malt, that darker flavour. Um, There's a lot of malt here, um, caramel coming out for sure. Yeah, but a, a roasted malt here, um, kind of chewy. A lot of crunch. A lot less mm. of the grapefruit. A lot less of the, mm. the the the. I mean, there is some citrus, but it's not as forward. Yeah. No, much more. This is the most malt-forward IPA we've had so yeah. far. It's interesting because, oh. you know, we used to think of Tomahawk as a very bitter beer. But now that we've tasted some of these other expressions, yeah. Yeah, yeah, very it's much actually so. much more malty. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting, you know, tasting them together and you kind mm. of see where they come from. 
it's it's beautifully balanced. It's very, very nice. The 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 malt, you know, b- besides the malt being a lot mm. more forward, it's not overpowering. It is a much denser beer. Yeah, it's it's quite chewy. It's got a very uh, full body, so it's not a light body, not even mm-hmm. a medium body beer. I would say it's almost full body. Yeah, a lot of mouthfeel here. It. I mean, I, I know this is a would probably sound ludicrous to a lot of people, but there's it almost kind of pushes towards a stout in terms of that. That is ludicrous. You're right, man. Oh, fair <laughs> enough. Okay, cool. I'll get to that. <laughs> no, but I know what you mean. I would say it pushes more towards an amber, you know, in terms of the complexity of malt bowl. It doesn't have as much caramel. Yeah, the sweetness isn't there, though. But but it, it definitely has some complexity of malts. Seven um, percent. I I always taste that. Is that seven percent? Huh? Mm, I taste the seven percent yeah. for sure. Yeah. It kind of knocks you a little bit when you drink it. Yeah. Look, I've had in ways which... a number of tomahawks on a number of occasions. Yeah. Um, Look, I mean, it's not like there's no astringent chemical taste. There's no astringent. No, but there's alcohol a real taste. alcohol warmth in the back of it. But your there's throat. a warmth there, yeah. But and, I think that's also tongue. a combination with the malt. Yeah. Um, but this is this is maybe the first one I've tasted where I can taste the alcohol, where there's a warmth in the back of my throat. There's a slight burn. There's a slight alcohol burn in your throat. Yeah. But so they haven't masked the alcohol quite as much as you've seen in the other expressions. Um, what do you think about the, the kind of hops fatigue on this one? Big, I'm already feeling it. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's nice. I, I look. I've never been as big a fan of Tomok as you. Mm. Um, but it's still a very competently made IPA. Yeah. But it's a very. I think it's a very old-fashioned IPA. It's it's sort of the more British style of IPAs where you get a lot of malt with a lot of hops. Yeah. Uh, mostly South African hops, I would guess. Yeah. Uh, with some American yeah. added for for aroma and flavor. Uh, and and again, I mean, you mentioned this earlier as well. Is that the tomok does have a slightly questionable consistency? Mm. You know, we have had tomoks of varying mm. degrees of bitterness yeah. and maltiness over I the years. I think they certainly go more for the sort of winemaker's principle of each each year or each mm. uh, time can be a bit more different. Yeah, but it's not that it doesn't ha- it doesn't follow the more modern style of IPA where it's bright, crisp. Yes, yeah, it's, it's leaps it's off your much palate. Much more subdued, much more darker, chewy, it's very, it's very crunchy. Chewy. You can chew on this beer. I mean, this is a, this is one of those things you want to have maybe, a, you know, as a, a single sipper. You know, mm. that you, you're mm. not going to pair it with a lot of stuff. You're going to have it, you know, when you feel like something a bit more complex mm, mm, with mm. more malt. Uh, definitely a lot of malt here. So it's a competently made beer. No it's, doubt. it's it's. Uh, I mean, I, th- I like the balance of it because normally. You know, something that malty would probably mm. feel a little bit unbalanced. It's very well balanced. But it's 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 so well done, Agars, in that balance, by the way, because that's mm. a real, that's a taffy. Yeah, mm. I love it. I, I, I'll I'll be honest and say that with the you know drinking mm. it in the sequence of other yeah. IPAs we've had today, mm. um, it does stand out in terms of um, the, the the actual IPA ness of it. Mm. Um, you know, with with the flavor having that malt in it yeah um and also the for me the heaviest in alcohol definitely mm. um i don't i don't really like tasting the alcohol that that explicitly in a beer because i mean i've you know you can have you know belgian triples which are nine percent ten percent alcohol and you don't even taste the alcohol. Mm. so this is seven um and, yeah. but I, I, you taste seven maybe even more but i mean the way that this is balanced that must be a it's a decision you know, that, that, that's yeah, for sure. You know, otherwise it would be unbalanced mm. if they if they just weren't aware mm. of the fact that there was so much alcohol. And I don't there. think you know having a bit of alcohol burn your beer is a problem. 
It's just some people enjoy that and some people don't. You know, yeah. it shouldn't it shouldn't it shouldn't overpower the beer. And in Tomog it doesn't. Yeah, it's just one of the additional the facets, flavor yeah. profiles. Okay, interesting. All right, Agars. cool. Cool, Agos. Old friend. Yeah, old friend Agos. Yet another new perennial uh, favorite. Another old friend for us is the next beer we're going to have, which is the Jack Black Fresh Hop IPA. Which the first time I tasted this beer mm. astounded me. Yeah, so this was probably the first Fresh Hop beer I've ever tasted. Um, and it's made only with whole cone hops. Now, again, in South Africa, it's not very common for, for brewers to do that. Um, because most of the hop farms here produce hops, which really is meant to bitter out lager for macro breweries at, yeah. at low cost. So we don't have a lot of really aromatic hops being grown in South Africa. And only recently have there been strains being uh, cultivated. Um, yeah, so appearance-wise, also kind of cloudy. Yeah, very much like the Tomahawk. It's got a, a, a darker, maltier yeah. look to it. So probably not very filtered. They, they probably do a lot of... Um, dry hopping as well with the cones cones just because they're you know plants you know fully fully fledged plants mm. will carry more matter mm, and sure. more you know sort of cloudiness dissolved with, solids with them, yeah for sure what a beautiful head on that eh? beautiful head but jack black's beers generally have been impressing us with their head and lacing eh? it's like a yeah yeah it's like a mm. creamy dense head it's so lovely you're also a bit of a closed nose <clears throat> yeah a little bit um can, you can you can get the grapefruit. You can get the lemon. Yeah, no, very very tropical. I would say this one for me, pineapple actually has more stone fruit. Sort of like stone. I, I I've never had a stone fruit. I can't actually tell you what that tastes but like, like. Apricots and peaches. Oh and oh okay. Fruit with um, a stone in the center. Yeah okay yeah peach yeah. There's even a bit of like granadilla. You know. Mm. Hey. I like that passion fruit. Yeah. Mm. Now, again, there's some smokiness here for me in the taste, which I find I'm a little bit worried about that smokiness sometimes in this African beer because there's also a flaw in beer which can be smoky, uh, which can import. There's a bacterial infection which can import smoky flavors into your malt. And there's like a mold which grows in malt which can do that. It's not very, very, very dissimilar no. from Tomahawk. No, I, I don't know whether Tomahawk has fucked my palate in no. some way or not. Unlikely. But that's very, very similar. Hmm. The malt is, is very prominent. Very. Um, and you can see from the color as well, because this is now veering towards light amber. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's quite a few crystal malts here, uh, quite a few biscuity, toasty malts. There's a nice, there's a strong bitterness. It's mm. a, it's a, you know, it's a, what's the alcohol percentage in this? I remember it being around 6. 6.7. Mm. So pretty much So seven. verging on 7, yeah. Look, I mean... I'd be hard-pressed to tell Tomahawk and Fresh Hop IPA apart unless it's about the alcohol because with agars, I feel that heaviness of the alcohol kind of hit me. Almost almost in the sort of fusel alcohol range where if you ferment things at very high temperature, sometimes they produce another kind of alcohol called fusel. And fusel alcohols are are very heavy mm. and and they they affect your brain differently from the... Oh, really? Yeah, from from ethanol, which which has, you know, from from food grade ethanol, if you like, which which brewers produce in their Thank beer. Thank God, I've only been taking ethanol enemas rather than fusel. <laughs> Indeed, so fusel alcohols are 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 a little bit heavier. They they're found in all alcoholic beverages to some extent, but if they predominate, they can give you a very bad hangover, and they feel heavy to to the palate and they they you know to the brain. Um, 
which I don't get with the uh, Fresh Hop IPA. It's also slightly less smoky. This is uh, this isn't how I remember the Fresh Hop IPA. Mm. No, I, I mean this vari- Maybe it's this seasonal varietal. I think the, I, I mean, remember it being much brighter, mm. much clearer, much crisper. Yeah, Fresh Hop in the previous expressions we found um, have been better. This one is a little bit disappointing. This, this in many ways, the, 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 the maltiness makes it almost indistinguishable from the tomahawk. I would, I would say this has a decimal advantage over the tomahawk. Yeah. Just because the alcohol is not as obvious. Yeah. There's no back of throat burn here. There is a clarity of flavor that I, that I like in, the, in mm. the fresh hop. That The tomahawk is probably a bit more muddled. How would you, how would you explain that flavor, Matt? I mean, what, what's the predominant flavor uh, profile here? That, that that Christmas is a there is a citrus Christmas to mm. it, um, but the back of that is definitely a, a, is malt. But the malt it's not that dark malt. Mm. Um, I'm, still, I'm a, still getting a lot of nectarine, peach, apricot stuff out of this. The dankness is there, and I think that's the thing that originally drew us to the the Fresh Hop mm. IPA was there was a there was a severe crunch. You know, it was a very yeah. very hoppy but clear hoppy flavor. Well, it, it, it went by its name of fresh, fresh, yeah. fresh hop. You know, it, it had that fresh, it's kind of lost it. It's, it's lost that. it. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm thinking. It just, mm. it seems to have lost a bit of that freshness, you know, that, that clarity. Yeah. Okay. Mm. It's, it's time mm. to get down to the brass tacks. Rating wise. Yeah. Where are we going to put these two? Which, which of the ones we've, you know, between Tomok and Jack mm. Black, which is the victor? Um, <clears throat> I, I would put the fresh hop by 0.5 over the tomahawk. I agree with you fully. Yeah. But now, yeah, I, I would say the victor of two is, is Jack Black's fresh hop by about a 0.5. Mm. But now in our total ranking order, where would you put these? Um, is, it, is the Jack Black better than Stone's go-to IPA? Yeah, I think it is just because of my ability to understand <laughs> what it is as a beer. Mm. Um, so yes, I would. Um, I'm, I'm similar. I mean, I'm, I'm tempted though to give Stone yeah. props just for weirdness. No, and, sure. I and mean, I'm sure. a supporter of weirdness in sure. all its different forms. Sure. Because um, it is a vibrant, hop bursted session IPA. It certainly is. Um, no, I, look, I, I think that both of these two that we're looking at here um, are probably in in terms of what I would enjoy drinking, and like mm. you were saying, in terms of judging beer. You know, does it delight you? Would you have another one? Yeah. Um, I would. I would have another one of both of these sure, two. Sure, no, for sure. Um, and I would probably more readily have another one of these two than I would of the go-to IPA. Okay. So what's your rating? So, then? so my rating would be for both of those. Mm. Um, I would put the Tom Walker at a seven. I'd put the Fresh Hop at a seven point five. Okay, that's interesting ratings, man. Is it really? Yeah, you're staying in the. That in puts the it seven. slightly above the the Darling. Yeah. For the Fresh Hop. I'm I'm pretty much uh, again following my one one point less than you, <laughs> so so I'm getting the fresh hop uh, a six point five, yeah, and I'm giving the Tom Walker six. So uh, it does it does seem as though Stone has been you know Relegated. sort of surpassed by um, by fresh hop, but not necessarily by agars. I think that's probably going to end up that Stone and agars are about the same. Yeah, I think that that's pretty much where it'll end up. Yeah. Okay, good one. Interesting. Yeah, I'm a little. I got to tell you, I'm a little bit disappointed in the tomahawk. 
the, the fresh mm. hop I understand is a seasonal and you and and I think their ethos is very much the hops that comes in is the hops mm. that we put in our thing so I, I get that it's it's not the fresh hop that I had that that first season that they came out was they really knocked an it out the unbeatable park. beer mm. it was amazing it was really unbeatable and and the tomahawk although we're used to inconsistency with the tomahawk um I, I remember it being more crunchy. I mm. remember it being less malty. Um, maybe it's a case of the, this maltiness that I'm tasting is is probably not my personal favorite. Yeah, that's not what I'm enjoying. I'm mm. enjoying the the crisp crunchiness of of a lot mm. of the, the the initial IPAs we tasted. Getting back to aliens, though. Oh, were we talking about aliens? We are always talking about aliens. That. I'm curious to know, like, I mean, where where in in the story do you start sort of identifying with with characters and aliens? Because that for me was like was one of its real draw cards. Is that you you feel like you are you are the extra member of that team? Yeah, you're you're on the mission with them. Yeah, you're on the mission with them. I mean, who do you most identify with? Who's your <laughs> honestly Bill Paxton's characters? Yeah. To me, is pretty much how I would behave in war. I'd like to think that I was competent competent enough <laughs> to get into a uh, special forces unit. Yeah, but. Almost purely on the mm. the fact that I can handle a gun, not yeah. because I have any real willingness to kill things, mm. and certainly don't want to die. Yeah, those are those are anathema to me, me mm. as a as a character. You know, yeah. um, I, I think you know what I think the the movie takes off and you start inhabiting the characters when that dropship lands on that planet. That's no, for sure. Like you you get a feeling for it, and they do the hypersleep of the the Marines. And, and Which is a really cool little trick they use. <coughs> uh, I don't know if you know about the backstory, but they use a mirror. So they only they only had the budget to construct three of those pods. Oh, and then they mirror it so it looks and like they mirror got, it so it just uh, goes on. And so if you pause yeah. and you look carefully, you'll see the effect. But it's so well done that it looks like they have like twenty pods. So I've got a I've got a question for you, and it's not really about aliens at all, but it's something that maybe we can touch on on a, on a later mm. podcast. Is whether you have watched um, Love, Death, and Robots on Netflix? I have. I have watched it now. Which I think is fucking unbelievable, it's by really, the way. It's, I think it's there are a few stinkers, good. obviously. Yeah, but as you would in, a, in an anthology Overall, series. I mean, the animation quality for me was, for me... Phenomenal. It, it was a little bit like what you've spoken of before when I was watching Altered Carbon, which I really yeah. hope you're going to watch soon. No, no, I've watched the first episode. Oh, good. I'm on my way. Oh, good. Where you get that feeling like, okay, they can do the culture of movies now. Yeah, and, we've reached that point. And with that animation, again, you can you can always now do anything. So so the reason I bring up uh, mm. Love, Death and Robes is one of the episodes, I think it's episode three, is called Beyond the Aquila Rift. Right. And and he they kind of come out of hypersleep mm. and they find themselves on a space station. Oh, no, that's very disturbing. I it's remember that story. It's incredibly disturbing. Wow. And it turns out, and, and like he, he he's now living in the, in the fantasy world of an alien, basically. Because he was sort of... You never get the idea that... No, she's, she's, they, she's not malevolent. Are they, though? Because no. I got the idea that, that somehow they're sucking these people dry. No, no. I just think the fact is that... Well, that the she, aliens she are just so genuinely, she, they, they, they are honestly so terrifying to behold. For humans. For humans, that they, they push you into this fantasy mm. world. Because they know you won't handle yeah. them. Yeah, exactly. Because they're like spiders, basically. They're, they're, they're beyond the horror of yeah. human-sized spiders. They are terrifying. Mm. But so, so I always go back to this conceit about hypersleep, you know, and, and how you, you, you fall asleep for, you know, your, your yeah. subjective yeah. 20 minutes and mm. is a objective 1,000 years to get to... Yeah. Um, to get outside of your your, your reference point, mm. um, and I, I, I always I always wonder like I think it's a the, the Forever War 
The, did you ever read the Joel Holderman, the Fred? Yeah, War? yeah, no, for sure. Um, and it basically takes them a hundred years to get to battle, and a hundred years to get yeah, back. And by the time they've reached back to Earth, series of books, phenomenal, mm. absolutely unbelievable. The yeah. the Fred was one of my favorite sci-fi books. But I, I did like that particular one. Uh, you know, that was a great little. I mean, there was. I mean, we should probably do a show just on Love, Death, and Robots. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, just on that anthology series. That was that was actually one of the best, actually, for me. Mm. But I can see you as as Hudson. Uh, freaking out absolutely but also redeeming himself at the end right i mean really very brave um when i mean when it comes to the nut cutting i'm ready to cut nuts you're you're ready to do the kick ass i mean i i would say i would my my character would be not hudson although i do find him very entertaining i'm kind of very into apon the sergeant i think that would be my role i think that's who you'd like to be but i think we all know Mm. that who you really are is lance henriksen as the android that was my second choice. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right. Should we move on to another beer? Next beer. Man. Right. We're on. We're on. Right. We have a schedule here, people. We are. We're on a fucking deadline. We're on a deadline here. We're back, going back to South Africa again. I mean, you know, mm. we're, we're still in South mm, Yeah, I'm, I, there's a legitimate reason for it. True. Oh, oh, I I can see the wine that we're looking at, yes. So we have an old friend. Very conspicuous label. Old friend. And the first one we're going to be looking at is Drifter Brewing Company's Scallywag IPA. Nice. Nice. We've had this a couple of times. So we've had that a few times. And uh, so let's let's, uh, apprehend this one. Let's apprehend the shit out of the Scallywag. I'm using big words today. Also slightly cloudy, sort of dark straw light Mm -hmm. or golden, golden color. So again, we would expect them to have done some uh, dry hopping here. Also, a little bit more carbonated. Mm. I mean, I'm getting some strange uh, aromas here. I'm not really sure what what I'm smelling. No, it's quite um, also again musty, quite musty. Yeah, I mean, very dank, very very dank. Almost, uh, I mean, I don't really want to say it, but it's almost an unpleasant. There is a slight unpleasant. <sighs> tinge it's like a farmyard. Uh, there is some horse blanket going yeah. on here. Not in the taste, though. No. No, that's not in the taste. Mm. That's actually lovely. Um, very grapefruity. A lot of I, crunch. I just think it's very pithy. You know, this the aroma. That's what you're picking up. It's that real bitter pith, yeah. bluntness. No, there's more to it than that, dude. There's literal. Mm. There's literal farmyard at the zoo. There's. We're at the zoo, people. Yeah. No, there's a. There's a. Okay, well that's interesting. I mean, normally that is a, considered a flaw in beer, unless it's a Belgian beer or a saison or something like that. I'm not sure. I mean, are they using? Some saison farmyard yeast. I'm not sure. It's different from what I remember. I mean, Drifter usually is a bit more bright for me and uh, certainly no farmyard uh, aromas. 6% ABV. It's actually, it's lively. It's delicious. It's um, another chewy. Mm. Um, it's on that crunchy side of IPAs. Very crunchy. I mean, I'm, I'm getting, um, you know, tell. I mean, I'm getting a little bit of grapefruit, a little bit of lemon, even some orange, actually. This has got a mm. bit more orange in it. Mm. Uh, the carbonation kind of keeps the bitterness away mm. a little bit. Uh, and that's an important it, one for homebrewers, by the way, is, is you, if you undercarbonate your IPAs, it's going to be undrinkable because it, the bitterness just builds up on the tongue. Mm. And it does, I mean, one of the key things which carbonation brings to a beverage is, is it refreshes your tongue. Yeah, that's exactly what washes away the flavor. That's why beers pair so well with cheese, by the way, because cheese is very fatty. And fats build up on your tongue. And this will pull it away. And, and carbonation actually lifts that away. So beer and cheese are, you know, is a good pairing. Wine and cheese, not so much. The, the old-fashioned idea of wine and cheese going together is actually wrong. Because wine has no carbonation. 
And these two are obviously drinking a, a champagne or, or sparkling wine. Yeah, but the normal thing is like a red wine and mm. a strong cheese. Not a good idea. They certainly don't complement each other. They do not. Um, where beer and cheese just are a magnificent beer. In fact, we should do an entire show on cheese. I'd love a fucking cheese thing. You know how I am with yeah, cheese. Yeah, we should do cheese. This thing. is actually this is a lovely beer, Marcel. This is a really delicious. Mm. Uh, I don't I don't like the nose, but the actual flavors, the bitterness isn't overwhelming. Mm. It's not a it's not a super hoppy IPA. No, but it's an IPA. But, but the, the bitterness it has is mm. very spread out. Mm. You know, it doesn't all hit you at the same time. I'm not getting a lot of hop fatigue. Yeah. I'm getting mostly citrus, lemon, rind yeah, stuff going on. But here. not in this. Yeah, but even even that, it's 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 relatively subdued. It's mm. not it's not super strong. It's a very friendly little IPA. Um, this is this is to me very sessionable. Very sessionable, bright, refreshing. Crisp. It reminds me actually of another IPA we just had a, a few beers ago. Um, mm. Not as good. Mm. I'm but gonna, but I'm, on the same on the same level. I'm, I'm dialing it in. I'm dialing it in, man. Go, tell us. But no, I'm not going to tell you. Because we, <laughs> then you're we, not dialing first, it in, are we, you? <laughs> we first have to do the other one, which we're, okay. we're, we're contesting it with. No, that's fair. That's fair. I, I, think, this is, I think this is lovely. I think... Um, well, have we ever had a bad beer from Drifter? No. Mm-mm. Never. Mm-mm. I mean, these guys no, know what haven't. they're doing. No, they They really do. And I think they should um, sponsor the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like you don't know the owner, my friend. That's so maybe a, you should a, drop an email. That's a theme which I'd like us to bring into the <laughs> to show. To the fore. I'd love us. I mean, because currently the show is sponsored by my bank account. Yes. It's sponsored and, by Marcel Harper, Inc. You know, I would love a sponsor. So I'm just putting it out there, right? It doesn't yeah. have to be a brewery. If any of the two people and my mom who listen yeah. to the show would like to sponsor us. If you are a, a plumbing company... Mm. And you feel like you need to break sure. into the craft beer market. Yeah, you're about to get a lot of exposure. No, no but Drifter is nice. I mean, it's... it's, it's a, look, it's not as challenging as some of the other ones. It's uh, There's not a, yeah. a lot of hop in the back end. As a uh, go-to IPA? Not yeah, bad. Not bad at all. Not bad. Not bad at all. Okay, let's let's put, put it up against a different bunch of guys. Now, I met the, the two chaps who started this brewing company uh, a couple of years ago. Lovely, lovely people down the Cape. And the beer we're putting up against Drifter is the Ukamba Beer Works. I have never tasted an Ukamba. Ukamba. And uh, it's the State Capture IPA. (laughs) 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 Now, for all South Africans right now who are chuckling, you're giggling. You get it. For our international audience, just go Google. State captures Africa, yeah. and you'll also know why we're giving Yeah, it's because we, we live in oligarchy. That's yeah, so there, there's actually a, currently, as we speak, a kind of a public uh, commission, of, commission inquiry. of inquiry about state capture. Where, for those of you unfamiliar with state capture, it's, it's when you allow um, foreign entities to... <laughs> to own your government. Own your government, yeah. uh, rig your election. Oh, hang on. What? That sounds um, very similar to some first world countries we've heard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. Welcome to the State Capture Club, American. Yeah. Anyway, so this is the Okama Beer Works State Capture IPA. Um, I think this is contract brewed through some or someone. It might be. Um, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not going to. Can I see the can? Speak it's quite too um, much. Phenomenally simple, mm. clean branding, isn't it? Very. It's strong branding. I. I quite like it. No, not, I mean we, it, look, we, didn't, we not, didn't really comment on the previous round where Agor's versus no, Jack no. But, but this is the first time I'm seeing this account. Yeah. So I've got to, I've got to, I've got to say something. It has to be said though that the Jack Black Fresh Hops IPA 
branding is, is the, beautiful. It's illustrative beyond In fact, anything. so far of all the IPAs, I still like that the best in terms of branding. Yes. The, the, I mean, it's yes. just beautiful. It's got yeah. this beautiful image. Yeah, that, that, that woman with the headdress. And, and, and the, the, the label. Oh, the label, man. Feel that texture. It's got texture. Oh, they've raised the lettering. And we all know what I do with oh, textured ra- labels. Raised labels, labels light, good grief. And no one's looking. So anyway, how, how many yeah. of these beers um, so they've got a few. show the IBUs? No, no, the ones we've tasted today oh, have right. got the IBUs on. Not them. a lot. And so Kamba should be uh, recognized and saluted. Yeah, for putting the IBUs for on. For putting more beer geek information on yeah. their labels. This is something that Drifter, uh, they're is up mad against, about. Don't have anything. No. They just have, yeah, they have nothing. No, I don't, I don't think any of them have got anything. Yeah, there's, uh, there's no IBU information. There's no beer geek stuff to hang your hat on. Uh, it's all very sad, really. Then how do we know if we like it if we don't understand it? I know, right? Hang on, hang on, hang on. Skeleton Coast IPA has got, got some IBU information. Oh, good for you, Jack Black. Does it? No. No? No. no. Well, then yeah, fuck no, you, it does, Jack Black. It does. Oh, I take it back. Unfuck you. Unfuck you, Jack Black. It even Black. has original gravity. Oh, which is something, yeah, which is another thing that you were very into. I just want more information, man. I hear you. Flavor so, text, so information. So just, just, the Ocumber is a 55 IBU. 5.5 alcohol. Mm. So that's right in the in the wheelhouse of a regular hmm. middle of the road West Coast IPA. Okay. Color wise, very clear. So clear, they're, they're filtering it. Caramelly. F- it's got look. that nice golden golden appearance. Um. Hmm. Got a nice head. Nice head. Hmm. I can almost. I can. I. I know what to expect from this. Mm. So what are you getting on the aroma, Matt? So there's a lot of that grapefruit. Mm-hmm. A little bit of the lemon pith. It's we're, we're into the the the, the danky ones rather mm. than the. Um, we're definitely getting dank now. Yeah, I mean, I'm getting full on dime bag. Yeah, no, this is nice. This is this is much more onto the the fresh hop and skeleton mm. coast side than. Oh, not as bitter no. as the drifter. I don't know. I'm not getting a lot of anything. I'm 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 worried that we're doing this a disservice. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried that it's coming at the end of an IPA off. Because mm. it's it, it it looks lovely. It's got a nice nose, but I'm yeah. not getting. Yeah, I'm I'm beginning to think that maybe we're we've reached bad fatigue now. No, I've I've got to tell you, I've because I can I can have five IPAs in a row, and I will mm. taste the fifth one. The, the, there's not a lot here. It's got some real lemon, mm. Mm. pineapple, mm. sour fruit, mm. Mm. but maybe too close to session for comfort. Yeah. Is is what I would suggest. I'm I'm concerned. Either my palate just went out the window, mm. or there isn't a lot here. It's unlikely that both our palates would go out the window at the same simultaneously. Time. No, no. I'm, I'm because my palate is generally superior to yours, man. Yes, and you're superior to me in almost in, every single in almost way, every way, including yeah. in your mouth action. <laughs> Heard it here first. <laughs> Marcel's my mouth action. Hopper's mouth top, action. Top five. Um, no, no, I'm I'm sorry. Um, this is too sessionable. The, there's there's almost nothing in this. There's, I'm not getting a lot of bitterness. Mm. The nose doesn't translate to what I'm tasting here at all. It's a lovely head. It's a nice. It's a beautiful mm. looking beer. It's a lovely looking beer. It's got real lemon, pineapple flavors. So it does put it in the in the hoppy range. But mm. I would almost hazard to say this is more APA than IPA. More American Pale Ale than IPA. There's nothing challenging about this beer. The the mm. flavor, there's nothing on the front, nothing on the back. Mm. 
something sitting on my tongue, but I'm not quite sure what it is. Yeah. I'm I'm really disappointed, and th- it promises a lot without really delivering. Mm. Mm. No, I, I'm with you there. So would you say it's a phobia? I'm not ready to say this no, is a phobia. No, no, I'm, no, I don't believe it's a phobia. Mm. Because it doesn't have any of the hallmarks of mm. that. Mm. It's not even pretending to be that. Mm. It's, it's, I don't know, I don't know what it is. Yeah. It's just a little bit too light, a little bit too insipid. I'm not sure. Uh, look, I, and I hate using this word, but you're right. Insipid is the right word. There's, mm-hmm. there's, there's nothing here that gives you flavor. Yeah. yeah. And that really is a pity. I, I, I really thought from the nose that we'd get a lot more out of this. I think maybe what's happened here is they're using a lot of light malts to emphasize the hops they do put in. And 55 IBUs, although pretty high, is not exactly like... No, it's not breaking, breaking your jaw open. I mean, I've I've personally made beers which were not IPAs with higher IBU. No, I'm sorry, I can't taste. I can almost taste nothing. I don't know whether mm. I I um yeah. I'm sorry, Ukamba. Well, I think the 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 alcohol percentage will be a, a giveaway for well, us. It's five and a half. Five and a half. So it's not it's not tiny. Where the drifter is more in your six percent range, right? Is there still some drifter left in there? Six, yeah. Just sorry, is there still some drifter left? Mm. Just. Sorry, I just want to make We're sure. We're doing a double check. Yeah. We're doing a double check in the interest of science. No. 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 It's no, still good. No, I can still taste. Yeah. Okay, Matt. So clearly. Oh, what a pity. Drifter is what the winner pity. here. Yeah, Drifter's substantially yeah. superior. So at what's this point your. In time. I'll start this time. I, I'm going to give Drifter a 7.5, uh, which puts it just a, a smidge under Lagunitas for me. Yeah, very similar to Lagunitas. Yeah, in very its, similar in to its characteristics. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give a Kamba a five. So far, my lowest rating. Yeah, I feel I, my issue is that with your Kamba is that I feel very similar to I do about uh, to uh, with the go to IPA is that mm. it's so it's almost unmarkable. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's like well, it, go to IPA though is is interesting enough for me to make it. Slightly even higher than a cumber. Yeah, no, no, it's, no, no, it's clearly no. something I've never no, no, tasted before. No, no, absolutely, and and at least it is going all in on the bitterness and the no, hoppiness. They've, they've gone all in. But the cumber, oh man, come on! Mm. Um, I'm going to give the cumber a five. Cool. And drifter, where are you going with that one? So on the drift, I'm giving it an eight. Cool, solid eight. Yeah, well, well done, drifter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That goes. Um, yeah, that's no, that's a that's a good beer. That's a very very good beer. We've identified with characters in Aliens. What's your favorite scene in Aliens, though? I'm, I'm interested. What's the scene which really we solidifies? We spoke about this early on. The fucking auto guns. Yeah, but we didn't speak about it on the podcast. No, no you're right. We spoke about it separately. Um, yeah. The auto guns. The, the auto, the, the the auto fucking, cannon. And they, they have the sensors on them as yeah. well. So they, and they're running out of bullets. And, it's like, doo, doo, and, and you can see the bullets on Gun the screen. Gun one is at like, 80%. Dude, that is... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, war. It's fantastic. <laughs> No, that is a pretty cool scene. My, my, I mean, I've got many favorite scenes in Aliens. It, I mean, you didn't all... ask me to list a number of favorite scenes. You just said, "Give me a favorite scene." No, no, I'm trying to think of my favorite favorite. So, have you not thought about it already? No, I haven't. Obviously, so you're asking questions you can't answer yourself. I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> this That's is the, very, the central principle of this podcast. The central principle, yes. Uh, now, I've got a pretty clear favorite. It's it's where we first realize that the aliens have more intelligence than we gave them credit for. Which is what scene? And well, there, there are a few, but the one which really stands out, which is, is clearly communicated by the director, is where Ripley goes back to save Newt. Yes. Right? 
Now she's all geared up, and she's there's yeah. that lovely scene where she straps shit together. That's I love, right. I love those scenes uh, in movies. Yeah, where, where they get prepared. The gear up scene, yeah. right? She's yeah, got, probably one of the best gear up. Things scenes. get strapped to other things yeah. and clipped on. Yeah, like and, improvisation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then she and she gets Ripley. I mean, sorry, Ripley. Newt. Ripley gets Newt, and then she's in that chamber where she first sees the Queen. Yes, right, yeah, and that's that whole reveal mm-hmm. of the queen producing these eggs, which which hatched the face. Yeah, well, now we see a life cycle of the aliens. The whole thing is now yeah. complete, and you know she she's sort of stuck in this chamber with this queen, but then she points the flamethrower to one of those egg pods and burns it. No, she just points it to the. Egg oh, oh, yeah, that's right. And then the, and then the, the queen, queen recoils. Communi- the queen communicates in that funny right. squishy sound. That's right. That's and then right. the soldier aliens move they, away. They move away. They back off. Yeah. That's my favorite scene because now you suddenly realize, oh man, these are not fucking crazy animals. They, they have they communicate. They communicate to each other, mm. and the queen is basically doing a deal. Yeah, yeah. She's saying, okay, leave. You my don't burn my shit, and I won't fucking I'll let kill you. Go. you. I'll let you go. Yeah. But of course, she immediately. Fucks but, out on the deal, but it's also a stupid deal because that the the alien mother was can push out facehuggers at an enormous rate. So why mm. would she care if Ripley killed like two of them? Yeah, but I mean, maybe she she realizes the destructive capacity which Ripley has, and which she does. And yeah, but unleashes. she wouldn't she wouldn't have an enormous amount of destructive capacity if aliens were eating her brains from the inside. No, sure, but so, but, uh, but she geeks ass anyway. No, but that no, was no, pretty no, cool. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, it's, we don't that, need, we don't need to pull apart Ripley's. Can I can I have yeah. a second scene though, which I can quickly? Yeah, that's fair. When you can have a second scene too. Okay, is where where Bishop goes to the the uplink station to get the second yes. dropship, right? And they put him in that tube. <laughs> yes. My yeah. favorite scene is he goes into the tube. You know they've now unwell. You know and they cut open the tube. He goes in because he's the only guy who can fly it remotely. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and Vasquez, badass Vasquez, she hands him a, a nine millimeter pistol and he takes it and he looks at it like, and he hands it back to Ripley. Yeah. It's like, I don't, I don't know what to what do with fuck? it. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to help me. Yeah. I love that scene. It's like, it says so much about Bishop's character. Like he's this hyper intelligent AI. He's like, oh, okay, cool Vasquez. Uh, but Thanks. But I'm kind of fucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't need this nine more <laughs> to fucking fight off an army wave of alien invaders. Love Bishop. Love yeah. it. Hendrickson is great. Lance Sanderson's very, very. Did you cool. ever see that show Millennium? Which you yes, I did. Wow, yes, I did. Good. Actually, yeah. Wow, that was a long time ago. Wasn't that was it? a good show. Shit, was that on your TV draft? It had some crossover with uh, X Files. Yes, it did. It yeah, wasn't on shared, my TV draft. It was draft. a shared, shared universe. Um, I was going to say that my, mine comes from the same yeah. part of the movie, where that, that that APC comes crashing through, right, and like. You know, mows down a whole bunch of aliens, and it's like just dashboard. Very satisfying. Very satisfying as you hear the crunch of their chitinous mm. exteriors getting crushed beneath the wheels of this, but also American-made vehicle melting the axle with their acid blur. Yes, which was which was a downfall. But what a great little conceit, though. Yeah, yeah have yeah, your for enemy sure. fuck you up even In if they're death. dying. Yeah, amazing. Right, what's next, Marcel? We are putting now. Now we are kind of running out of comparability here. So, so it's just whatever's left. It's sort of whatever's left. I mean, I was aiming to compare different kind of beers because of availability, though we couldn't get it. But uh, alas, alas, alack, it'll have to be in our next session of IPA. Oh, we'll go on the board. If only we didn't have to do more. Mm, yeah. these that's what we're doing for you, dear podcasts. listener. We are taking one for the team for you. Mm. Drinking IPA so you don't have to. Yeah, so you don't have to experience this horror. Okay. But let's do the, the first one So what's the one first here? one? What is that? What? This, this one. one yeah. Okay, great. So some glass confusion. In the yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. We came to terms with it. 
Oh, that smells delicious. Mm. So this is a very clear, crystal clear beer. Yeah. Lovely uh, color, straw colored, nice, yeah. beautiful laced head. I would argue this is the beer which started it all for us, man. Is it really? Yes. I actually don't know what this is. This so is the Devil's Peak King's Block. Oh, uh, motherfucker. Yeah. So this is the first oh, my IPA. My first IPA. This was, in fact, the first IPA produced in South Africa, as far mm. as I understand. Mm. Um, and yeah. yeah, still a classic. It's beautiful smell. Beautiful smell, bright, citrus, tropical, pineapple. So beautifully balanced. So beautifully balanced. I would say sort of very tropical, mm. passion fruit, tropical, pineapple. Mm. No, and, and lemon, not lemon rind. Yeah. You know, you, you get that citrusy taste, mm. but the, the bitterness isn't a lemon bitterness. Yeah. It's, a, it's a crunchiness. It's, it's quite carbonated. It's probably the most it carbonated is. of all the IPAs so far. I don't far. remember it being this carbonated. It's a little bit overcarbonated for me. It immediately gives me that sort of feeling of I, I've, I've got gassiness now. The big winner here for me is the, mm. is the balance. Uh, yeah. is, is the fact that I'm not would, getting would, a lot Would you of... say that balance is the true winner of today, man? <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't say it because that would be dumb. Um, look, I mean, if we're talking about IPAs, then balance is actually one of the most important factors. Mm. You know, we're talking a lot about these malts, there's um, that upfront bitterness, there's that flavor bitterness. Um, all mixed in with very, very disparate flavors and, and, and aromas like lemon and fruit and things yeah. like that. The ones that have been most successful today are the ones that balance those most accurately. I mean, balance in any beer is, is, is a, a thing which all brewers strive for. I mean, it doesn't matter. Balance doesn't mean that there's a perfect balance between malt and hoppiness. It's a, it's a different kind of balance. It's mm. a sensory balance. Yeah, sure. Um, which you need to achieve in all beer styles. So in IPAs, sure, you, you need to upfront the hops. Otherwise, it's not IPA. But there should still be a balance between the malt and the hops in a way which, which, which kind of carries that hop mm, towards sure. the, the drinker. Sure. Um, actually, I, I have recently uh, published an article on the Beginner Brewer oh, did blog. You? If only we had on read that article. balance. Yes. Uh, just a quick shout out there. Yeah, not, not a lot of malt. The, the citrus stays very true. It doesn't mm. sit on my tongue. It's, it's, still, it's still really, really such a competent beer. I mean, despite myself, because I... Them, I mean, Devil Speak has really kind of done a lot of weird stuff lately for me <laughs> yes. in terms of its marketing, in terms of its everything that has just kind of angered me a little. Yeah, it's, it makes you not want to really enjoy their beers. I think if anything, I'd probably enjoy it to finish with a bit more dankness. I'd mm. prefer it to finish with a bit more bitterness. Mm. This, is, this is veering now more towards the session I yeah. style. It's still 6%, which it always has been. So it's got a fair Look, amount of... It's, a, it's an institution alcohol. and it does what it does and it does what it does very well. Mm. And I think people know what they're in for when they have a, mm. a, a blockhouse. Looking at it in terms of everything that we've, we've, we've spoken about and tasted today, I maybe just wish that there was more to it. I just yeah. really, really wish there was yeah, a bit got, more complexity. It's got a bit of a one-noteness to it, mm. uh, in, like in some of the, uh, the beers we've tasted today where it's just sort of like, it's not that layered. Mm. Right. Probably my favorite aroma, though. A little bit like Thunderbird, not not taste-wise, but just in its one-noteness. Mm. Where, where Thunderbird is a little bit more malt-forward, yeah. Blockhouse is less malt-forward, but yes. also less hop complexity. Correct, correct. I, I would actually probably put it on the, the Thunderbird level. Mm. I'd probably actually put it exactly there. But let's not, uh, let's not preface our rating. No, no, no. Let's, yeah, let's not jump the gun. Now we're getting back to Lagunitas. 
Are we really? We are. Yeah. So this is the other beer they've released in South Africa. And this is the Lagunitas Little Something Something Ale. <laughs> I, I like it really. This is a white IPA. It's a new style what of IPA. What the fuck is a white IPA? Are they so, just making shit up now? No, they're not. So, I'm going to go and make a cardboard IPA. No, no, no. It is a sub-style of IPA. And it is basically a, a marriage between the Belgian Witbeer style. Yeah. Think of beers like Hoogarden. Yeah, yeah. And Bone Crusher from yes. Darling, but with an IPA sort of flavor. So more hops. Okay. That sounds complimentary. I, I personally am tremendously biased towards this beer. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, well so let, should gonna, we get an independent person to taste this? I would love this. you to taste this beer. I know you haven't tasted this yet. I have not, no. So let's let's. No, I actually didn't even know about the existence Slightly of cloudy, beer. like you would expect from a, a Vit beer, but not as cloudy. Also relatively carbonated. Yeah. Now, smell-wise, it's just... I think it's somewhere... I mean, like, I think one day when I die and I go to heaven... This is what you'd like to smell. This is basically what heaven smells like to me. Oh, wowee. Oh, this is like nothing we've smelled today. There's some barn, there's some real barnyard, pleasant barnyard flavors here. You yeah, can smell maybe that's alcohol. what I'm smelling. Maybe I can there's, just smell some there's alcohol. There's the Venice alcohol. It's just something that's cutting through. But let's... let's All just, right, let's taste it. Yeah. Oh, wow, well, you can taste... <laughs> you can taste Belgium there. <laughs> beer just makes me tremendously happy. That's, that's lovely. That is, it's very unorthodox. Well, Vit IPAs really do break some of the rules because they, they combine the, the very wild yeast characteristic of Vit beer with... That's all over a, a, a dibble. Yeah, I mean, you're adding maybe coriander, lemon peel to your beer, mm. but you're adding a lot of hops too. Way more hoppy than any other Belgian beer style you will find. There's still, there's still a lot of Belgian mm. ham and... Oh, yeah. You know? There's a ham sandwich in here. So the little sum That's lovely. That's really lovely. Is seven point five percent alcohol. So quite a bit more than this is the highest. Yeah, but alcohol I mean that, so that would be from the from the Belgian side. Yeah, no, Belgians don't like anything underneath seven. <laughs> Makes them feel uncomfortable. There's honey in here as well. Not not actual honey. I don't know, but but you you you, you taste the honey. Um, the, the the maltiness is very offset. Yes. Very 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 offset. It's it's there. But a lot of the Belgian malts are, are very different in flavor profile. So I would guess there's some kind of weird and wonderful Belgian malt in here, like aromatic malt or honey malt. There's a honey malt. I've yeah, seen maybe that, that's actually very much And they I'm just create these honeyed, caramelly flavors, which are just unique, really. Look, it is undeniably hoppy. It, it, but you know, it, it's hoppy at the back. Up front, it, there's almost a sweetness mm. to it. Mm. You get that malt, you get that caramelization. Yeah. In the middle, you get the ham, you get that the, the Duvel Belgian beer, mm. and at the back, you get an IPA. It's actually, it's astounding. It's really delicious. Mm. It's an incredible beer. It Not, actually doesn't really seem fair to compare this to the other IPAs. No, maybe, maybe it isn't. And, and you know, it might, it might sort of be the odd one out. It's lovely. I could have a thousand of these. It's a lovely, lovely There's beer. There's no hops fatigue, even though you have that very, mm. very bitter back end. Let me see that bottle. Lagunitas. Mm. Can you believe it? A little something, something. This is a ludicrous branding, by the way. It's like a pinup girl. Yeah, but I mean, this is some amateurish font usage right here. This is some fucking... <laughs> they still got the dog, which is nice. I'm glad they brought the... dog the, is... is the Lagunitas dog. It's, it's lovely. It's very, very lovely. It's... Okay. That is strange and terrifying. <laughs> so, man. Yes, Marcel. I've sort of broken the rules a little. You've broken the rules about one, two, three times today so far. Oh, that's just me. Yeah. 
But let's let's compare if we even can. Yeah, yeah. Blockhouse sure, IPA to Little Sum Sum, which is a white IPA from Lagunitas Brewery. Yeah. Okay. Obviously, I feel like Lagunitas for me, the Little Sum Sum combines my two big passions in life, which mm-hmm. is Belgian beer mm-hmm. and IPAs. Mm-hmm. And it's, I can't stand Belgian beer. Yeah. And but I love IPAs. Look, I would I would have Little Sum Sum every day of my life if I could. Yeah. It wouldn't kill me. No, it wouldn't kill you. It would make you strong like fucking bull. Exactly. Over and above the, the Blockhouse. But Blockhouse on its own merit is a very good beer. Yes, it is. Um, so, okay. Why don't, rather than comparing to each other, mm-hmm. let's put them in the... Let's put them in the, in the lineup. Let's You're line right. them up. Let's line them up. So, so start with the King's Blockhouse. Okay. Where, where does the King's Blockhouse stand? It is a competent, beautiful mm-hmm. IPA. It is the OG mm-hmm. of South African IPAs. It certainly is. Where, where do we put it? Because to me, I'll tell you right now, it sits at around about a fucking 7.58. It's just by the mm. Thunderbird. It is a great IPA. Yeah. I'm going to give it an 8. An 8. Okay. Yeah. So I agree with you. I, I think it's it's got an edge on Thunderbird. Yeah. For me. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to give it a 7. Again, following our rule of... I'm of always of one, you being one less. One less. Me. Yeah, yeah. But the next one is more difficult. So this is a toughie, dude. The Lagunitas is a toughie. I love Skeleton Coast IPA. It's it's become my go-to IPA actually. Really? Yeah. Uh, right now, after if you, after today, if you mosey on over to my fridge right now, is it good, is that what I'm going to see? That's what you're going to see. I'm going to see. see nothing you're but Dicks and Skeleton Coast IPA. Dicks and Skeleton Coast IPA. <laughs> Huge dildos and IPAs. Yeah, you know, right. got to keep those dildos cool. Oh, no, you don't. They they melt eventually. Cool them out, like Lawrence from used to Stop say. that. Sorry. Also, nice Lawrence Frilinghetti uh, reference. That's good. Uh, um, so, so does this little summon summing, is it ahead of the skeleton coast? I'm afraid so. Yes. Does I, it really? For me, I'm gonna put the uh, the skeleton coast still. It's it's at the same amount, altering my rating. Yeah, yeah. No, that's still an eight. Yeah. But the Lagunitas like, is I'm giving you something a nine. Those I'm, are big, I'm, I'm, big balls. Look at the big balls <laughs> on Brad. I'm putting it out there. Okay. All right. Cool. It's just that the something is complex. It's got it. Yeah. Almost all the barnyard, too all the cherry, all the fruit. Then it's got just when you think it's done with you, it, it takes it, you back for another. It fucking gives you some more hops. Roll in the hay. It gives you some American hops. Um, I mean, actually, I mean, we haven't actually really spoken much about the something flavor because I think it took our breath away. It. It was. It was certainly. Something that I wasn't able to really give words to. And interestingly, it, it similar to the Stone Go to IPA, mm. which also kind of yeah, made us was outside the reality. Yeah, yeah. But in a bad way. Yeah. In a outside way, the like, paradigm. Like I'm not sure they did this right. Something something is like I'm not sure I know what I'm doing here, but this is wonderful. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but I like it. Yeah. All right. Well, so you are giving the blockhouse a seven. Mm. And the Lagunitas some summon a nine. Yeah. I'm going to give the Blockhouse an eight. Mm. And the Lagunitas summon summon an 8.5. 8.5. Yeah. Okay. This next beer we're going to have had a part. Our last beer. Our last beer. Can't, can't wait for now, it. Now, this to be is a beer. not technically really an IPA. So, this is a double mm-hmm. IPA. This mm-hmm. is an mm-hmm. Imperial IPA. Mm-hmm. Now, I wanted to get the Darling Warlord, which is their yeah, Imperial that's right. IPA. Yeah, yeah. Um, to to pair with us. Did you get the what was it? The Agos puts out a double IPA, a Warrior. They do. 
And we didn't get that either. Because mm. it's terrifying. Yeah. It's very But strong. I've got one of, one of the single most famous beers in the world. Oh, wow. Right now. Oh, wow. Have you left this for the end? Have you, I have left you, this. You bring this out at my the, grand reveal. At the start. Yeah. Okay, cool. Stone Brewery again. Okay. American. Yeah, yeah. Like the, yeah. like the thing. And this is called Ruination Double IPA. Ruination? Because they say... Oh, that's edgy. This will ruin your palate. Oh, great. Yeah. I'm glad you left it for the end. And sure. I think you did that by it on purpose, I suppose. Yeah, no, this, this would really mess you up. So we're going to have, I mean... We're going to have a Ruination IPA. Yeah, so a lot of, a lot of the overseas listeners right now have already had this beer. Uh, some Foley there for you. But I've never had this beer. You and I are tasting I've never this had for the first beer. time. I know of its reputation. Is it really that bitter? I mean, like, are you talking about people talk about this beer? Well, look, a double IPA has to be quite bitter. So yeah, yeah, no, sure. I've had a double IPA. We've mm. had double IPAs, but mm. I, like... Because it looks delicious. But with double IPAs, you need a IBU, you know, approaching 100 IBUs and so on. Proper. Proper bitter. Proper. Proper. So Come this, on, my lad. Also, you need a lot of alcohol. So this is 8.5 ABV. So this is the most alcoholic beer we've had. Let's see what happens with Stone. So what are, what Lovely are the Lovely nose. Lots of crunch. Lots of grapefruit. Lots of lemon. Yeah, I'm getting... And Stone fruit. A lot of stone. If that's what we're uh, yeah. referring I'm to, a lot it of as. peach, peach and nectarine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a nice color. It's a nice head. Nice Lace head. Base is good. Nice cloudiness, which suggests a lot of dry hopping, which you would do in an imperial IPA. Imperial IPAs really are you're trying to put as much hops as as physically possible into mm. a beer. You, you, you're you're straining the very laws of physics <laughs> to achieve this. Yeah, we're bursting the cells. Exactly. So, so dry hopping is in, in a must on your schedule. You can't not have dry hopping. It's hoppy. I won't fucking lie there. That's, that's bitter as shit. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Certainly. It's, it's nice. It's very nice. It's nice. It's, it's, it's incredibly hoppy, mm. but it's very, very nice. I mean, what I get from the taste is upfront bitterness punch in your nose. Yeah. Right? It's like, yeah. if you don't like bitter, fuck off. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, very is, bitter. This is not a this, also, this is not a session beer. This is like a habanero sauce version or ghost chili version of a beer. Mm. This is for hopheads only. Yeah. If you don't get hops, you'll hate this beer. This beer will suck. This beer will taste like bile. It's actually quite lovely. It's beautifully balanced. I personally love this beer and want many, many of them in my fridge. This is very, very nice. You know what's interesting is it, it reminds me of Tom Hawk. And of of the yes, fresh yes, hop, absolutely, absolutely, because it has a very slight hint of smokiness. Yeah, this this is very much how I remember the fresh hops to be the first time I drank it. Mm. That's but is, more bitter, but yeah, no, obviously more bitter. and more alcoholic. But, but but the but again, the alcohol. You say this is what eight percent completely. I'm, I'm not tasting any alcohol. There's no alcohol. This burn. is crisp. It's clear. Um, there's there's complexity to the to if the. If I bitterness. told you this is a five percent or six percent, you would believe mm. me. Uh, I would absolutely believe you. Does not have this sort of. I, I think it's lovely. But you can see why they call it ruination because after this beer, you can't any, drink other beers. Any other beer is going to taste like water. Mm. What's the predominant flavor though? I'm trying to capture that. Right? That's, uh, no, I think grapefruits in general is probably. Mm. It's that cascady. That's definitely the, the overall, and that's probably the flavor that I enjoy the most. You know, you you have a musky, it's, dense it's flavor. It's yellow grapefruit. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's some pith. What's interesting is it's got less pithiness than some of the other beers we've tasted. In fact, 
The stone go to IPA is way more pith. Way more. Way Where, more. That, and, that and lemony bitterness. And pith is not a pleasant flavor mostly. Most people don't like pith. I love that. I love that. I don't know how many I could have. Its reputation Ooh. is not ill-deserved. It, it certainly, it does certainly sit on you. Hey? That is... Now, the more you drink of it, the more it builds up in your power and you think, okay, I'm, well, I'm, yeah. I'm busy. I'm doing a few rounds here with Tyson. Yeah, there's a crunch here that is going to... I, mm. I, I would say maybe three of these is my, would be my limit. True. I'm very, very surprised that this can be this bitter and this pleasant at the same time. I think you said it, man. It's lovely. Lovely. Good job, Stone. That, that goes way up. Where, where are you putting that, Marcel? Well, Matt, I am actually... So you had never tasted that I've before never tasted right this the is, fuck now? This is the first time I've ever tasted Okay, so where are you putting that? Give it a score. I'm putting it at 0.5 below my something rain. So I'm, summon, summon. I'm putting it at 8.5. I'm going to put it at 8.5 as well. Mm. That's exactly where I'm going to put it. Um, not because it isn't a superior like beer, mm. but just because I could probably couldn't really deal with a lot of them. Um, okay, cool, Marcel. But so, so from a purely local perspective, the Jack Black, Jack is... Black Skillet and Coast does uphold its gold oh. medal it won recently, and oh, well shit. done for that. Well done. It is, but it is a really good IPA, guys. Um, yeah. Disappointments today, Marcel. What, what? I mean, the combo was weird to me, but I, I really do think it needs a second trial. So maybe yeah. we'll make an exception for that and do a, yeah, a second yeah. taste. I agree, one hundred percent. I'd I like think... to find it in my bottle store so I could actually just mm. try it at home. You know. Agar's was a bit disappointing to me because I, I felt it was... Mm, agreed. Uh, it's just too... I, I think it's just inconsistent. Yeah, I agree with completely. The, that is not the Tomahawk that I'm used to. Yeah. That is way too malt forward. I'm not... It, it, it's muddled. Yeah. I remember being a lot more crunchy, a lot, a lot more dense. Mm. Um, and, and look, to me, the Fresh Hop IPA this, this season is not a patch. Blockhouse fitted exactly where I thought it would. It's an yeah. old perennial favorite. Mm. Congratulations, guys. Yeah. And I wouldn't mind trying the go-to IPA again, the Stone Night go-to, because it's just so out there. Look, it's like, weird. Like, on its own, it's, I really wouldn't mind giving it a go. It's just so weird that you want to try it again. Yeah. Just yeah. to see what people can do with beer. Exactly. You exactly. Know, it's an extreme beer in the sense of... Extreme! Like, it's extreme. It's extreme! Yeah. It's broken in my hair. <laughs> it's broken in my hair, my God! <laughs> So, um, Marcel, anything mm. that you're up to? Are you, are you like, um, judge wait, at but, any... But, what? but, but wait, we what? have to finish the, the Aliens uh, arc here. Oh, is there more to it? I, just, I thought final, we'd fucking it's expended... Arc. It's the final arc. Oh, okay, fair enough. So, so I want to know from you, man. Yeah. Like, at the end of Aliens, right? Yes. So, so I identify with the alien, by the way. Good. The, with um, the mother alien, because I want, just want to have a nest. I'm sure you do. I just want to have babies. So, at the, at the end of Aliens... Everyone's fine. Bishop is cut in half, but he's no, Bishop, okay. Well, yeah, he's okay for a given value of okay. And and Ripley puts Newt to sleep, and she goes to sleep with. That's right. Everything's fine. And then they wake up like thirty minutes later in Alien Three, and they're all dead. Yes, but that's where I want to ask you. Yeah. Because let's assume that they never did Alien Three and everything else. Let's not ever assume that, because honestly speaking, Alien Three is best Alien. Uh, you're weird. <laughs> no, no, I'm not weird. I'm a man of taste and you're distinction. You're weirdo. But let's assume that it didn't happen. Yeah. What is your head canon for what happened afterwards? Um, I think it's a dystopian nightmare. Mm. There is no way for this to happen. Have a happy ending. The mm. the xenomorphs take over the fucking galaxy. That's the way it ends. Mm. So on, we 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 play a holding action against the in, inexorable 
impacts of mm. dangerous aliens destroying us. And then the world is just filled with these sort of self-replicating yeah, hive mind aliens. Yeah, why not? Why not? I think we've really perfected Android technology, so we might as well fucking use them in the fight against well, the Android. This really is the difference between you and I, Matt, because my headcan was like, you know, they, they get out there into a, uh, go to Earth and no, fuck. and Hicks, Ripley, and you oh form this god. weird proto family. Oh my god, no, that's weird. And farm hops. No, somewhere, <laughs> they somewhere make in the Akima Valley in no, California. That's fucked up. That's weird. But that's the end of it then. So, what are you up to? Are you judging any more competitions? Is hopefully, anything happening in your life? Hopefully, besides soon, crippling depression. Hopefully, soon I will be judging more competitions. Cool. And uh, we really are looking for a sponsor for the show because it's not absolutely free to host this and produce no. this. No, also, I'm not cheap. You're not cheap, and no. you are the producer of the show. Yeah, man. every time I edit a show, my soul has to mm. give me a sexual loving. Yeah. And that's not cheap either, it's cheap. by the way. Uh, it's very embarrassing. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I mean, if you are out there and you'd like to sponsor the show, please do uh, drop me a line at uh, the Beginner Brewer mm. uh, website or uh, speak to me on Facebook. So, I mean, in the uh, words of uh, Private Hudson, 